Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Divine Mind Group Community Call. I'm Jim Davis, your moderator. Today is Sunday, April 12th, 2020. Tonight's speaker is MJ, also known as Michael Joseph. Welcome, everyone. Excuse me. Welcome, everyone. Hey, Mike. Well, Jim, hey, man, I know you uh, were <laughs> rushing to get here, man. Sometimes it's like that, you know? Yeah. Well, it's funny because um, uh, I got a couple of texts in. Um, it was a <laughs> caller here, 337-313, that was here, and they just jumped off, so maybe they'll come back. But, uh, man, I tell you, I um I still want to go go into this. I I was I opened up my Bible um yesterday evening and you know before I did I just asked the Lord for, you know, you know, a message, you know, and uh and so um I turned to Ezekiel chapter 13 and I know how, you know, you and I and well, Gary and for the uh, Gary would get super riled up about preachers, man, especially false preachers, you know. But oh, uh, yeah, sure. but there it was. You, you know, they got this doctrine, and you, you know that the so-called rapture doctrine—they're all going to fly out of here, you know that kind of thing, right? Yep. So, which is not true. <laughs> not true. So I asked when I asked, you know, like to show me. I I asked. I said, "Can you please show me?" where in the scripture the uh the rapture is de- is debunked right like what is absolute uh substantive evidence that this is debunked and i've and i've you know opened up the bible and it opened up to ezekiel chapter 13 i started reading and man i'll tell you what you know <laughs> here's no wonder that you know they don't teach the old testament man because <laughs> you start teaching Ezekiel thirteen, <laughs> you're gonna put them out of business, brother. I'm telling you. Amen. So, I mean, uh, go ahead, brother. I'm oh well, I, what I wanted to do was, um, if you don't mind, I just like to go through a couple of verses in here and uh, just show you the actual emotional side of things and how um, how these false teachers, you know, and then touch on what's the what's the falsity, you know, versus, you know, the the true faith, you know, because like at Jude um, chapter, uh, not there's only one chapter, but I think verse 3 and verse 4, it says that we have to contend for that, for that faith that was once delivered to the saints. We have to, you know, it. people say that, you know, once you find the equilibrium point that... Um, yes. You, you're in the center of the hurricane, so to speak, and you, you can just lay down in peace. But that's not exactly true. I mean, because you're being, um, on all sides, you're being buffeted by, um, um, uh, I'll say, pendulums or, or Hegelian dialectics. One One's pulling you one way, the other's trying to pull you the other. And you have to 
you have to contend for it. You have to contend for your peace. And uh, yeah. and you have to, what does the scripture say? You got to take every every thought captive. And uh, because, you know, as this kind of thing, um, if, if it takes root in your psyche, then, you know, it not only does it affect your thought body, but it affects your emotional body and then your physical body. They're all three connected. So um, yes, we, have to, we have to be sure um, and steady to, um, to always guard over her, so to speak. Um, mm-hmm. uh, as they say, our uh, middle subconscious mind, or as what the Bible calls the, uh, the heart, uh, we got to guard over her and uh, contend for, um, for the true faith. And, uh, well, l- listen to this. So, so the, in Ezekiel chapter 13, there's a discussion going on between the prophet and the Lord, and and he's and, and and when I say the Lord, you know, Yahweh, Yahweh, and and Yahweh talking to the prophet says, "Woe unto the foolish prophets." And then I'm gonna skip ahead to verse six. I just want to read this because, man, it's really powerful, and you know, and people need to hear this. But I, I know we get a lot of people that download this call, Jim. And I'm really teaching this for folks that are going to come listen to this later. Uh, they download it, or um, you know, we get a lot of people to come look at this. So, Amen. Um, it says they have seen vanity and lying divination, saying, "The Lord saith." I mean, how many times have you been in church and and uh, the preacher stood up and said, "I talked to God last night," you know, and <laughs> you know, like he's got some kind of backbone. Wait. Is that me? No, you go right ahead. I would just move something. I guess it picked it up. Okay. Oh, no worries. Okay. I, when I first called in, I had a real, I, I caught trouble trying to connect. So I had to call like five or six times before it finally got a clear connection. But he, he says, and and when I, I'm going to read it to Lord, but understand here, it's it's Lord in all caps. And so we're talking about Yad Hey Vav Hey. It says, and the Lord yes, hath not sent them, okay, and they have made others to hope that they would confirm the word. And so you see all these false teachers out there, these false preachers, who have made other have made people to hope in a false promise. And what I mean by that is, you know, like when you read John three sixteen, and it said, for the Lord, for God gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever should believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. Now, that's true. But the way they teach it is not true because they say, well, they teach you to believe in a man. And and the scripture clearly says, don't put your trust in any man. And uh, it says, put your trust in God. So so the way they bend it is that he he's God incarnate. Okay, and... and See, and then what they do is they get you to put pom-poms on and to go cheer for this single one who was um, a man who who um, who walked the path. You know, Jesus Christ in the Scripture is the patterned man of which all of us are supposed to walk that same path. And and so it it is very true that whosoever should believe on Him should not perish. But but. What we have here is 
again, why call me Lord and you need, you don't obey from the standpoint of why do you call me Lord and then you don't want to walk the path yourself? So what the preachers do is they, they put pom-poms in your hand and, and then you, you turn into a silly cheerleader cheering for some man and and that's against the scripture because the scripture says the Lord respecteth no man's person. So see how they take the same verse and they teach you to worship an external God, and and then um, and even worse than that, they teach you to worship man. And so then people um, go to churches and they sit in the pews, and they they end up praying to Jesus. And you know the man Jesus um, said, um, "Don't pray to me. You know, in and of myself, I can do nothing. It's the it's the Father." It's the spirit that works through me, and don't pray to me. And he said, I, ain't, I don't have any power. It's the spirit working through me. And so uh, now what he did is he so aligned his, his outer conscience, his, his, what, what I would call his I, uh, or his me, if you will, um, the personal I. He so aligned his outer consciousness to Christ's consciousness that they became one. That's why he said, "I and the Father are one," and uh, and so that's what we're supposed to do. But see, the 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 lying teachers, what they do is they're soothsayers, and they they um, they tell people what they want to hear, so that you know the people don't ever repent. And we'll get to that in a second. So. Um, um, they just don't ever do anything. They just come and they put their money in the plate and they feel good and they dress up and they, they come and they're good to each other for about uh, two hours and then they go back to whatever they do. But they don't ever get around to doing any um, of the inner work that is, you know, we all must do. We all have to do this. And uh, we we all eventually will do it. So there's no judgments here on my part against the people that are sitting in the pew. My judgment um, is on the pastors that are teaching in lies. And and I can't even say that they know better. Um, all I can say is is that they weren't sent by the Lord. And when they say, the Lord saith, or I spoke to God, it's just a lie. I agree, brother. I, I understand where you're coming from. And that, I think... It, 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 Go ahead, Jim. Go sorry, ahead. I'm sorry. You go ahead. Yep. No, I was just saying it's gotten so caught up in the preachers of today that everything is wrapped, excuse me, wrapped around them and what they say. And if you approach them with any question that they can't answer or you show them that, well, I see this in there they'll tell you flat out no you just listen to me i'm your preacher i'm your overseer and don't worry yourself about that uh, you know if if you need to know that i will tell you that's what that's many right. of them are tell, telling a lot of people which i disagree with i mean uh you know just like before you know when they stand in the gate and don't go in they don't let no one else go in either that's right, and they they obfuscate uh, the truth through exoteric religions, and they keep the people in symbol worship instead of, in other words, like you know, in the Book of Romans, uh, 
there's a line in there. It says Paul, I think it's Paul that wrote Romans, but he's lamenting, the writer is lamenting about over Israel. And he says, oh, they have a zeal for God, but the, the, they lack knowledge. And so, yeah, I mean, when you talk to people that go to the churches, they have a zeal for God, but they lack knowledge. And the, so they're stuck. You know, I think it's in the Galatians where um, uh, uh, Paul writes, who bewitched you? I mean, what super preacher came along? And I mean, I taught you in the spirit. Now, what are you doing observing days and times and seasons and all this now? Yes. You know, who who put you back in this false religion? And you see, because if you go there, then, you know, then you're totally under control, like you said, Jim, of that of that ego, that that pastor that's got that ego. It's his flock, and it's his church, and it's his blah blah blah. And no, it's God's flock, it's God's church, and uh, and he just happens to be, you know, the head of it. Although I would say this, anybody heading up a church in that regard is spirit. That church is spiritually dead. I if agree. The, uh, the pastor is, a, and, and by the way, there's a, um, I can't remember what book it's in, but it talks about this relationship of a man and a woman, and it says if the man die, uh, then the woman is free to remarry. Okay, now, a lot of people think that has to do with, you know, you know, marriage between a man and a woman, but it doesn't. It's like, if you're, if you're um, part of the congregation of a church and, and you are spiritually alive, but you notice that the leadership has become spiritually dead, they've, they've um, slipped back into the, uh, the, uh, the exoteric uh, religion, uh, then you're free to go on. You're free to move on. But then it also says, but if you think that you can you know, um, bring him back to life, raise him from the dead, um, then then it's okay too. It's okay for you to stay in that church and work in that church. And uh, if you think that you can be um, instrumental to, uh, to 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 raise the leadership back from the dead, and then it's the same thing is true from the woman. If the man's married to a woman, and you know, but I mean, you think about it like this: it's a major responsibility to to shepherd, um, you know, a people. And and that's the really interesting thing. Like when you look at the woman at the well, um, in in Jesus, he represents the order of Melchizedek, and he says to the woman at the well, "You've had five husbands." And Paul writes about these five husbands: this, you know, the preacher, the teacher, the deacon, on and on, you know. Um, and 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 she says, "Yes, yes, I've had five husbands," and uh, and. But Jesus didn't want to marry her. It, it, the order of Melchizedek is not interested in taking on a um, a wife. More more interested in being a little salty wherever you go, and um, and dropping the truth where you can. You know, if a door opens, if a door of utterance opens, like someone asks a question, or you know, an opportunity arises, be salty, because the people are starving for the truth. And they really want the truth. It's just that, you know, people, in, in a sense, can be can be dumber than cattle. Because if you've ever um, fed cows before or had cows, uh, you, if you get on a schedule of feeding them at 6 a.m., well, they will be waiting for you at 6 a.m. every morning, okay? Yes, they and, will. And if you, if you oversleep a couple of times and you start showing up at 8, 
they'll adjust their schedule. <laughs> they will be there <laughs> at eight. Okay, yeah. all right. So, but a, a, but but a man or woman will sit in the pew for thirty years and not get fed a damn a darn thing, and and they will sit there and they will come back and come back and come back and be absolutely starving. And yes. it doesn't it doesn't make sense when you look at it, but. I understand the mind control. I understand it's it's almost it's almost like um, trauma based mind control, and and I say trauma because I think it is traumatic to a young child when you tell a young child Jesus loves you, and and you go to bed every night, you know, you tucked in, and and mama or grandmama's telling you, daddy's telling you Jesus loves you, and then you get a little older. And next thing you know, these same people, you know, I mean, you, but if you don't love Jesus, you're going to burn in hell. I mean, that's traumatic, man, to a child. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. And and you try to square it in your mind and you say, how can this be possible? How can someone love me? But if I don't love them back, I'm going to burn me, you know. And mm-hmm. and so, you know, in that confusion um, lies the opportunity for great control, and um, and people will come week in and week out, sometimes two and three times a week, uh, just to get their credit. They want to be able to get their credit with God. I was here. I was here, Lord. You know, and and it's really unfortunate because they have zeal for God. They have a zeal. They really do, but they lack the yeah. knowledge. And you know, Hosea four six tells us. Um, be, uh, people my people perish, perish for the lack of knowledge. Yeah, that's right. And he says, "Thou hast forgotten my law." And he says, "And because thou hast forgotten my law, thou shalt be no priest unto me." Yes. And so he also says, "And I shall forget your children." And in the same verse, now you know, to the emotional mind, we think about our children as you know our offspring all right but that's not what he's really saying he's like okay if you if you're neglecting my law if you're neglecting your your great birthright as as a co-creator in god um, um according to yad heh well then your creations are going to be desolate desolate in in regard to the kingdom of god they're going to be um you know, states and being that are very sensual in nature, according to your carnal mind, and yeah. um, and you better hope you chose right because you're rolling the dice at best, and that's why he said, oh, yeah. "I shall forgive children," because he's not in it. The Lord's not in it. We, we 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 in a sense when we forget His law and we don't walk in that way, He's not in it. So we're choosing to walk under our own strength, our own mind, our own um, spirit power what what i will just call our own uh we cling to whatever uh frequency whatever state that we find ourselves in and we're stubborn about it and and i can say this i say we because i do it all the time and when i catch myself doing it you know i try to change but you know it's it's the struggle it's the struggle between the the so-called you know um analogy of the outer man and the inner man um but continuing on he says, he says in verse seven, thirteen seven. He says, "Have you not seen a vain vision, and have you not spoken a lying divination? Uh, whereas you say the Lord saith, and I have not spoken." And you know, let I me mean, listen to the preachers. They they go on and on. The Lord said this, and the Lord said that. He said, "Where have I spoken and said any of that?" 
you know, and that's the thing. I don't want to name names, um, but I mean, there are pastors out here who have mega churches, and they'll tell you, they'll tell you that the Lord said this and the Lord said that, and if you don't open up your Bible and go check to see if this is what the Lord said, then shame on you. But there's so many of these churches. When I watch it on TV, I sometimes I just get sad because I mean. They, they tell them to hold their Bible up over their head, and then as soon as they chant something every time, they take the Bible and put it under their chair, and they never use it. And the pastor tells them whatever he wants to tell them. And, uh, and uh, by the way, I, I wrote a couple of new books, so, um, you know, those will be for sale. <laughs> Love. <laughs> yeah, it's only thirty nine ninety five, but for you, uh, That's right. I'll knock off $2. That's right, and and oh by the way, I got some DVDs out there too, right? So, oh man, yes, they, sir. They, they they make merchandise out of them now, you know. Yes, sir. It's so sad. So verse and nine, brother, he says, "Go ahead, Jim. Yep, go." No, I was just I was just saying it's so sad how so many people are doing that to people, and then when you do try to talk with them, because they'll ask you. And when you do try to tell them what it's really saying, they, I mean, it upsets them like you wouldn't believe, you know, because what the preacher's been telling them all that time, and then you come along, even though they know you, they know you're a good person, a good man, but yet when you say something that's not exactly what that preacher's been saying, it messes up their apple cart, brother. Oh, big time, big time. So you got to be careful in love. Uh, but if, if a door of utterance opens, like if somebody really is sincerely wanting it and asks a question, then, you know, they asked, right? So the door opened. and uh, But all right, let's, let's look at it so we can catch the emotion of, um, you know, of this situation here. He says, and my hand shall be upon the prophets that see vanity. You know, the word vanity there is uh, emptiness. There's there's nothing there. They're... they're they're telling you that this is what the scripture means or, you know, but they don't know and uh, and that they divine lies. They shall not, listen to this, they shall not be in the assembly of my people, neither shall they be written in the writing of the house of Israel. Now, the, house, the, the writing of the house of Israel is what the New Testament calls the book of life. Yes, yes. Now, neither shall they enter into the land of Israel, and ye shall know that I am the Lord God. All right, now, uh, the land of Israel, okay, again, um, consciousness, the land of, like, for instance, um, Jerusalem below is Hagar to bondage, that's exoteric, exoteric religion, and Jerusalem above, which is Sarah, which is free, the princess, that's esoteric, that's the true, that's the true religion. Amen. And uh, the true religion we can test. The, the the false religion we're just told to believe and don't question. And um, God works in mysterious ways and on and on and on they go for every excuse under the sun. And yes. sometimes God answers prayers and sometimes he's asleep. I, I don't know, you know. And, <laughs> you know, maybe he's on the bathroom for God's sake. You know what I mean, right? In the bathroom. Yeah, the good. <laughs> he had to go take a quick one real quick. He'll be back. Yeah, yeah. I got every excuse under the sun. He says, but in verse 10, he says, because Eve, he says, because, and then emphatically, even because they have seduced my people, 
saying, peace. And there was no peace. Now listen to this. This is what I came for, but we'll keep on going. And one built up a wall, and lo, others daubed it with untempered mortar. Okay, so this wall is the wall of separation between um, exoteric religion and esoteric religion. What what we say the let's let's look at the difference between flesh consciousness and spiritual consciousness, if you want to juxtapose it like that. All right, it's like when you read the book, there's two Jesuses, you know, friends, and the and the external Jesus that's taught is is the Antichrist, okay? That's, that's false Christ. Yes, sir. Okay? Yes, sir. And, boy, they teach it, all right? So, so, but look what he says here, because I want you to cap, catch it. They built up a wall. Now, who builds a wall? Masons build a wall, do they not? Yes, they do. Don't Masons build? Okay. And, uh, and others daubed it with untempered mortar. Uh, in other words, they had to have lawyers. They had to have scripture lawyers to come along and support the doctrine. They had to have people with PhDs and you know lofty scribes and come along and go, oh, yes, we've uh, got our postgraduate degree and such and such and um, just graduated recently from the cemetery. I, I mean the seminary. And... <laughs> You know, it, you know, and on and on they go with their fancy robes and their, their, you know, their high degrees. And I'm telling you, they don't know the word. They, they have basically built a system in which they are comfortable telling the people this is the way it is. As long as they, it's kind of like my dad told me that he he quit practicing medicine because the lawyers had made a system that he 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 couldn't. He couldn't heal anybody. He, they basically said, "Look, if you want to practice medicine and you don't want to be sued, like if you, get, I mean, if you get sued, as long as you stay within our best management practices, then if we go to court, we can defend that. But if you step outside of those BMPs, then you're on your own." And yeah. so, so that's what they did. They they built a wall and they daubed it with untempered mortar. All right, and and so he says, verse eleven. Say unto them which daub it with untempered mortar, that it shall fall. There shall be an overflowing shower, and ye, O great hailstone, shall fall, and a stormy wind, I'll say a stormy spirit, shall rend it. Now, the interesting thing about verse 11, this O great hailstone seems a little out of place. Now, now it's a talking about a storm, so you think, you know, okay, hailstones in the storm, I can get down with that. But that's not, it's a mistranslation. When you go, and I and I, I do wish people would go back and check me out. Um, if you look at Ezekiel chapter 13, verse 11, and go check out that word hailstone, it is Hebrew word 68, and it literally means a mason, a stone mason. And it it says here, uh, I'm going to read it like this because it, if you got to be half blind to not know who built this place, okay? <laughs> they got their government in every little. They got a um, a lodge in every little city and town everywhere, okay? I mean, you can't have a little city and town without a, being a lodge being there. They built this place. All right, he says again. 
so he says, and ye, O great, I'm going to say it now, masons, stone masons, shall fall, and a stormy wind shall rend it. In other words, this dictatorial control, this management or administration is going to fall away um, because the people eventually are going to come to the realization that the kingdom of heaven is within them and that they're going to return. They're going to turn and return. They're going to repent. When they see that 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 this life out here, the way they've been living it, is like the prodigal son, you know, who's who he thought he had some friends when he was rich, but then he got to the point where he was eating hog slop and he said, I I, I got to go back home. And, you know, people are like that too, where, you know, they'll put up with a lot until finally they can't take anymore. And um, I wonder how long people are going to sit at home before they just say, <laughs> to hell with this, I'm going out, you know. I, I don't know, but we'll see. Anyway, verse 12, he said, And lo, when the wall is fallen, shall it not be said unto you, Where is the daubing wherewith ye have daubed it? And so this wall of separation between um, the the inner meanings of the scriptures and the and the outer meanings as they're taught, when that is removed, what are these what are these pastors what are these false teachers going to do when the people turn to them and go, where's all that crap you told us? Why why'd you tell us all this? You know, I mean, yes, and we can. Now I want to say this before I go on a little bit further, but who? If if you're one of those who are sitting in the pew and and you've turned your mind off and you're um, and you're not well by the way if you've made it to this call and you're listening to this call then that means you're ready for this call your consciousness has brought you here and and you got to ask yourself I, why haven't I questioned what this what this man or this woman in the pew are telling me. So you say, I, I can't just point my finger at him. I've got some responsibility here as well. All right. And I you know, if someone tells me something, isn't it foolish for me to just trust him, just give him my unlimited trust as if every word that comes out of this guy's mouth is absolute truth? It's a man for God's sake. So the scripture says, let God's word be true and every man a liar. Test the man. Test the spirits. Make sure. So so, so we have to point the finger back at ourselves, too, and go, okay, I, I know that these ideas controlled me for years, but I allowed it. And now I, I'm going to – now there's somebody awake here. Now, now I, I have awoken to my, you know – uh, great birthright, and I'm sitting down in the throne room of my mind and going, okay, um, no longer, okay. So, again, back to the, but but now that the truth is being known, all these daubings, all these falsities, you know, all this is what it's saying is all this is going to fall away. Exoteric religion just falls away, and when you come to this inner knowing. Of, of the of the absolute truth and the spirit, then the exoteric side of it does fall away. It's like there's a um, 
Armageddon that happens in between your ears and all of those false um, – those ideas that were mixed with a little error, they all fall away. They all um, die, so to speak. Um, so <clears throat> he says, therefore – or you could say, you know, for this call – no, therefore, thus saith the Lord God, I will even rend it with a stormy wind in my fury, and there shall be an overflowing shower in my anger and great hailstones in my fury to consume it. All right, so in other words – you don't have to worry about is this thing is, is this going to continue? It's not, and and ultimately, if you have come to the point, listener, where um, you're at that crossroad point of crossing over, um, you're at this transition point where you're being torn away from from your your old beliefs, and when in the Book of Revelation, I believe it's chapter twenty two. It said, in, in those days, you'll get a new heaven and a new earth. It's a, a new understanding in the inner man and a new understanding in the outer man. And so um, it, those, those old ideas are being ripped away and torn, torn away. So verse 14, he says, so, I, so will I break down the wall that ye have daubed with untempered mortar and bring it down to the ground so that the foundation thereof shall be discovered. And it shall fall, and ye shall be consumed in the midst thereof, and ye shall know that I am the Lord. All right. Th- thus will I accomplish my wrath upon the wall, and upon them that have daubed it with untempered mortar, and will say unto you, The wall is no more, neither they that daubed it. In verse 16, he says, To wit, the prophets of Israel which prophesy concerning Jerusalem and which see visions of peace for her, and there is no peace. All right? So likewise, Jerusalem below, and there is no peace in, in exoteric religion. There's no peace at all. You can't say that peace is going to come to the Middle East and you're stuck in orthodoxy. It's impossible. It's absolutely impossible because in the orthodoxy, um, in the exoteric practice, um, there's administration. There's there's conflicting up, um, ideas, opinions. God's not at the head. It's man at the head. It's impossible. So it's they they built this ship. Men have built this ship. It's Psalms chapter two. And they said uh, we're going to throw off our bands and we're we're going to build our own thing. Okay, now builders, masons. Okay, you understand, right? Those are those great hailstones. Those are the ones that built the wall. Okay? So you want to know where all the exoteric religions come from? Well, there it is. All right? And all the pastors that are ordained and given, you know, license to teach this exoteric philosophy to the mass, well, they're the ones who dob. They put the whitewash on the wall. And he says, I'm going to tear it down. He says, verse 17, Likewise, thou son of man, set thy face against the daughters of thy people, which prophesy out of their own heart, and prophesy thou against them. And say, and here's, here's where we're coming for. We're getting into the meat now. Thus saith the Lord God, Woe to the women. Now, when it says women here, um, I want you to know that the word women there is added. And, and I would... I would substitute the word women for people, okay? 
So woe to the people that sew pillows to all armholes. Uh, armholes. Now, um, the word pillows is also probably a mistranslation. Not probably, it is a mistranslation. It means a covering. Okay, and and what happens when you cover up your armholes? Like when you put on a shirt or or a robe and you cover up the armholes, you can't get your arms out, right? So with these people, what they're doing is they're putting coverings. They're hiding the keys. They're hiding the truth um, through their vain philosophies and their vain divinations. And and what what they're doing is is they're covering God's outstretched arms. In other words, in the inner meaning of the scriptures, you would come to know that you are one with the Father, okay? That you are the queen and He is the king, and uh, and but they keep you um, as if you're a slave, because remember Jerusalem above is like uh, Jerusalem below is Hagar in bondage, a subject, slavery, all right? So he says, woe to the, I'll say, people that sew pillows to all armholes and make kerchiefs upon the head of every stature to hunt souls. So all of the law, all of the way, they tell you don't worry about the law, don't worry about those things that's all been done away with man just believe in this man who came along and and everything's fine and and see let's continue to see how he thinks about then he asked the question he says will you hunt the souls of my people and will you save the souls alive that come unto you so he's asking the man he's asking the preachers the people that built this wall you got the power to save souls and and then again, so you can emotionally get it. I mean, because we're talking about our our um, our brethren here. We're all one in God. So the you have what you we're juxtaposing here is a political spirit that's in the pulpit. And if you if you wanted to even go further than that, we know that the carnal mind is enmity against God, not subject to the law of God. Neither can it be. So what we're talking about here in the carnal mind is the adversary, therefore the Satan. And and so what we're talking about here, let's break it down. Let's call it what it is. These so-called preachers are agents of Satan in the pulpit. And they are wooing the woman, the, the laity, the people, and, and, and trying to pull them away from the spirit that's at their center. Okay, that so that they'd never wake up to the knowledge of God, to the truth of who they are. All right. So, and he asked another question in verse nineteen. And will you pollute me among my people for handfuls of barley and for pieces of bread, to slay the souls that should not die, and to save the souls alive that should not live by your lying to my people that hear your lies? So now he even breaks it down even further. In verse 19, he says, you doing this for money? And what? You think you can you know, keep alive the souls that should go to the grave? And, I mean, just tell them to believe in some man and you're going to be okay. I mean, oh, man. I mean, this, this teaching is just so far from the truth. But 
you know, he's just laying it down emotionally so we can get it. But this is what we came for, verse 20, because we were talking about the rapture, and I, and I wanted to know, is it in the scripture where emphatically yad vav is absolutely against this rapture doctrine? And remember, all things can be known in the word, so the rapture doctrine's got to be here. And here it is. For this cause, or wherefore, thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I am against your pillows, your coverings, wherewith ye hunt the souls to make them fly, and I will tear them from your arms, and will let the souls go, even the souls you hunt to make them fly. Uh, fly is also uh, can also mean escape, and and so the idea that all you have to do is utter some dude's name, and um, and yeah, you just believe that this guy walked on the earth, and uh, yet you're good to go. <laughs> That's not going to work. And we all here on this call know that we've got to walk that middle path. We've got to, you know, why call why call him Lord? And we don't we don't do it. I mean, we 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 have to. We have to be true to to our um, to ourself to our being. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. And and um, how should we put on pom poms and cheer for some man they say lived two thousand years ago? That doesn't help anybody here. Um, rather, we should look at the pattern man and pattern our own life after the pattern man, and we too would come to inherit the same estate the same glory, and um, and the body will be one. The body will become perfect. So uh, verse 21, your kerchiefs, the things that you covered, the, the, the false doctrines, will I tear and deliver my people out of your hand, and they shall be no more in your hand to be hunted, and you shall know that I am the Lord. Now, look. Here we are in, on this call. I, I mean, I can only speak for myself, but I can tell you, um, honestly, I was so inured in Orthodox religion. I came up in um, all sorts of different sets, and uh, which I won't name, but uh, um, and I sat in the pews for years, you know, years, and uh, they had me. I no doubt about it. I was, you know completely sold out to it but then you know i woke up to it around uh 36 years old and i started going in there and asking the the pastor questions and um i i didn't think the questions i was asking were all too difficult but he seemed to think it was like you know solving einstein's equations and uh eventually he got angry with me and um i just had to leave and and see that's what happens you 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 get to a point where there's this conflict in you, and um, and you realize you're starting to see the fact that um, paramount in God is freedom. God wants you to be free, and um, and but when you go into these into these churches, what I, what I call houses of death, you know, because they offer you life, but they give you death, and um, that's not a very good trade. Um, he says, because with lies you have made the heart of the righteous sad, whom I have not made sad, and strengthened the heart of the wicked, that they should not return from his wicked way by promising him life. And that's what we were saying up at the top, is that uh, by 
by building this wall, by um, creating this um, alternate gospel, it, it's the same words, they just teach it a different way. Um, there's no need to repent. Why do you need to repent? Why do you need to do anything except believe that some guy came and did this, that, and the other for you, and you're good to go? Well, you see what they do. They don't, they give the wicked a free ticket. And then the pastor of that church will say, well, all, man, all man's wicked. Come on, man. You know, I mean, we, we've all sinned. There's no doubt about it. Okay, we, 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 we have to admit that. But, you know, when you repent, you turn 180 degrees away from it, and you, um, you get in the way, the way, uh, I say the way of being, and uh, that consciousness of being, and um, you turn away. And uh, that takes work. And what is it the scripture says in James, faith without deeds is dead, dead. So, and then to wrap up verse 23, therefore you shall see no more vanity nor divine divinations for I will deliver my people out of your hand and you shall know that I am the Lord. And look, look at what's happening today. People are leaving the churches in droves. They are just sick of hearing all of this pablum. They're they're sick up to hear, man. They they just can't take it anymore. You know, give me some something to chew on, man. You know, I mean, give me something that tell me about me. You know, in other words, I used to. There was a guy on YouTube. Um, his name was Bill Donahue. And he used to make me laugh, man, because he is he was so charis so charismatic. And and he used to say things like, yeah, but what's in it for me, you know? I mean, why do I care about some dude named Abraham who was crusty at 100 years? Like, what do I care? What do I care about some Moses or whatever? And then you start to realize you're Abraham, you know, I mean, right? These are different states. These are, you know, you're Sarah. You play the role of Hagar and Sarah in your life. And uh, those are diff- different consciousnesses of you know of subject consciousness. Like when you're when you're sitting in that pew listening to another man tell you what's in the scriptures and what is you know well. From the other perspective, let's go. You know, the Book of Romans tells us um, in chapter ten that there's a there's a time and a place for a preacher, okay, because. At chapter ten, verse fourteen, there it is. There it is. He says, "He says, um, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved." Well, I mean, it's not saying, you know, his moniker. He's saying, "Whosoever shall rely upon the um, the way of being of the Lord shall be saved." That name is a character, and 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 then he says in verse fourteen, "And how then shall they call on him?" in whom they have not believed, and how shall they believe in him uh, of whom they have not heard, and how shall they hear without a preacher? So there's a time and a place, but the preacher's job is to build up the listeners and, and in hopes that the listeners will surpass him. You know, it, it's that everybody should be equally edified, that we should come to this feast and we should eventually share with each other and that everyone should come up to an equal plane and and, and um, 
equally share at at the uh, at the feast. Not that the the preacher eats the best meat and doles out the milk to the children. No, but when we look at these these um, well, I, I guess I've been a little bit harsh on the the churches here, but I mean they are houses of vanity. I mean Beth of Vin is what they are, and uh, and. You know, and the preacher's driving his big fancy Cadillac, and the guy lives in a ten million dollar home. He's got himself a jet airplane, and the people that come are to the church are—they just want the truth, man. That's what they're there for. They want the truth, and clearly, they're being made merchandise out of. And so, you know, we—I um, know the the listeners here directly tonight know all these things and I'm not talking to you um please don't take this as me talking to you about this I just there's a lot of people that come and listen to this call and are going to hear this and I'm really talking to you listener that you know if this is the first time you've heard this message then all you needed to hear it so um because you're here and uh, your consciousness brought you to the point where you were ready to hear it because there's no, there's no, um, how do they say, mistakes or accidents in God. So, well, that's just Jim. That's all I had. I had that in my mind here, man, and it, and it really got me a little bit moved today, and uh, well, yesterday, and uh, um, I really just wanted to put that out there because I know so many people come to the call, and I, I know that at the top of the call you were saying, uh, and just a minute ago you were saying how people can get really riled up if you um, say something that is in um, discord with what their preacher says, and and honestly I don't know how to. It's it's like a um, it's like a gigantic gap between the two, and uh, and I don't know how to bridge it honestly. Um, well, brother, I know what you were saying. Ooh, Yamashia, uh, man, it was powerful, and I know it needed to be said. And oh my God, I, that's why I put it on mute because everything you were saying, man, I'm telling you, I felt it through and through my body. And, and brother, <laughs> God's on time every time, all the time. And I just want you to know that. Ooh, man, I it it's all over me. I'm telling you, and. Uh, Thank you for that. That we needed that, and I think everybody needed to hear it. But I'm speaking from for myself. But God don't make mistakes, and like you said, the ones that do come and listen to it, that they're going to need that, and they don't need pablum no more. They need a little bit of meat to where they can stand up and say, "Hey, preacher, you know, you know, you, you've been telling me this and this and this and this." But I'm reading this and this and this. Now you tell me your interpretation of it, because I'm getting a different interpretation. That way we can rightly group together, you know, the true word of the ever living, and not like you said, just set on the pew year after year after year, day after day after day. Brother, thank you, and I mean that. Oh man, oh man, I'm gonna have to mute it again. Well, yeah, man. I mean, it's it's we have to from our own uh, for our own sanity, for our own sakes, we have to at some point we have to start thinking about things. We have to rationally. I mean, come on, let's just take a real real world example 
of um, the foolishness that we see going on right now and over this so-called virus thing, okay? Um, I, I saw something in the news the other day where some guy was sitting on a bus with no with no mask on, and so an authority figure comes on the bus with no mask on and tells the man, you got to get off the bus. If you don't have a mask, i get off the bus. Now, the clown, who was the authority figure, didn't have a mask on himself, and he's mm-hmm. telling the guys, get off the bus, all right? Now, is that the one they know, pulled off the bus physically? Yeah, they had to pull the guy off physically, and, and kudos for the man for making them do that, honestly. I mean, because, you know, you got to stand for something. I mean, if you can't stand when the horses are here, what do you do when the tanks show up, right? So <laughs> That's the truth, brother. Yeah, I mean, right now it's easy to stand. I mean, what are you going to do when, it, when it's like your job on the line, you know? All right, so... Um, but the point is, like, I, I went out to uh, Walmart today, and um, I thought I'd go out there, and um, and I needed to get some vitamins. So I went out there and, and got me a whole thing of vitamins. And uh, so uh, we're standing out in front of the darn Walmart, six foot apart. There's a line out there. It's about 100 foot long. And I'm just sitting there. I can't believe that this is actually happening, you know, and – and um, and people are really giving me the, the hard eye because, you know, I don't have a mask on. Everybody, I mean, everybody's got a mask on. And so I, I get up to the, oh, I don't know, about maybe six before I'm, I'm six, you know, I'm 36 feet away from the door. <laughs> and uh, six foot separation, they got lines on the ground, right? So anyway. Yes. I get get to where I am, and it starts raining, man. And I thought this is perfect, you know. And and I could have been angry standing there in the rain, you know. But I was just laughing, man, because I was like, "That's just great, you dummies. Just sit out here and get rained on," <laughs> you know. But you know, I was sitting there laughing, man. People were just cussing, man. Oh, they were furious, and and I was, you know, I was just thinking. How much more of this are the people going to take before they just before they say enough already? You know this is ridiculous, right? Yes. I mean the Can the I, um, yeah. Go ahead, Jim. No, I was just going to say, you know how like you're talking about how we have to be separated six feet and everything like that there, and we have to wear gloves and masks and everything. But in in the hospitals, I'm not saying no. You know, every life is precious, and those that pass on, you know, I feel bad. But uh, I was watching a thing where they're burying a lot of the so-called dead on this island, and hmm. there's uh, none of the families can go there and be part of it or anything. And I got to thinking, they they just burying them with no name. They said they were unclaimed, and I'm thinking. Something don't sound right there. You no, know what I mean, Every, doesn't sound right. And and I think sometimes I wonder if they're not fudging the, you know, the so-called deaths and things. Oh well, there's no doubt about it. No doubt about it. And by the way, not only that, um, um, that, like for instance, I'm positive. Well, my friend Tom was um, doing some research on this whole thing and. He found that um, 
evidence that it's it was um, it's been here in America for um, I mean as as mu- maybe as early as November of last year, and he thinks much earlier than that. Well, we're positive. Tom and I are both positive. We've already caught this thing. We've already had it. Uh, both he and I, because we got something that just got in our lungs, and for about ten days it was misery. You you can't cough it out of your lungs. You literally, no matter how hard you cough, it's not coming out of your lungs. And wow. and it was about ten days of absolute misery. No sleep. I went like four days with no sleep. Um. But and I couldn't drug myself to sleep. I even tried to do that one night. My Kim gave me some. My wife gave me some. Uh, um, oh, some. I, I forget what Ambien. Ambien is what it was. Tried to give me an Ambien, and I said, "I'll, I'll take anything. I just need some sleep," you know. And uh, I couldn't even do that. Couldn't get to sleep. And uh, I knew that if it was in my lungs, the last thing I need to do is lay down. I need to sit up because. You don't want to lay down because then you can get pneumonia. You can get real bad. And, yes, uh, sir. So, but the point is, is I, I lived, I went through it, and and you know, even their own people are saying you got a ninety-eight percent chance of living. I mean, come on, you know. I mean, come on. Like this ain't no pandemic. It's ridiculous. And so, the 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 thing is, though, back to the churches. Don't you see that at, they get you at a very young age? When when you're you know a young child, you're under your mom and dad's governance. The state you got no idea what the state is, not until you're probably mm, fourteen, fifteen, maybe somewhere in there. Then you get an idea of what the state is. But before yeah. then, it's just mom and dad, okay? And so the first authority figure that you see that you start to begin to look up to is mom and dad. And if mom and dad shirk their responsibility, then it's going to fall on the preacher, the church. All right. And, and believe me, the preacher holds a lot more authority than mom and dad in most, most children's eyes. Um, unless dad and mom realize that they're the high priest and the high priestess in the house. And it's their uh, responsibility obligation to to train up the child in the way he should go. It's not according to the state, the public schools, or the or the church. So, on the other hand, though, the ones who shirk that responsibility, the church is the training ground. The church is the ground of of where people are taught to submit to authority, right? And just do whatever you're told. And well, you know. <laughs> How many times have we seen that where they said, just do what you're told and just, just keep your mouth shut and march right into the oven, okay? I mean, <laughs> it's like, you know, I mean, you know, the old analogy of boiling a frog, right? You you uh, yeah. you just turn it up ever so slowly. Next thing you know, you've boiled a frog. And you say, well, if he jumped in and the water was boiling, jump right back out. But not if you turn up that heat just a little bit at a time. You'll boil that joker. And, and you won't know till it's too late. The water's boiling, people. The water is boiling, and and it's time. You know the the scripture says. Um, it says in at Revelation chapter nine verse four. It says, "Do not hurt any green thing, but power was given unto them to go down and sting, as a scorpion stings a, a man." 
um, uh, where it's victim, right? And I'll talk about that in a minute. All those who do not have the seal of God in their forehead. All right, so first first off, let's talk about a scorpion. So the scorpion doesn't have a, a stomach, doesn't have a large stomach. So what it does is it goes and it injects its venom into its prey, and then its venom is is it, it's got some kind of enzyme in it that breaks down the inside of its of its uh, victim. And so what happens is is the scorpion is using the skin of its victim to be its external stomach. And then it goes and puts its you know, proboscis in there and a straw and he just dines at will on his um, on his victim who can't do anything about it. Now you think about that. The sting at will a man as the scorpion stings his victim, well, if the man is stung like that, then he loses his will. He loses his will to resist, to make a stand for something. In other words, let me just break it down in the vernacular that I grew up in. He's a spineless weasel, all right? He, he got no backbone. He's yellow. You know, he's a coward, so to speak, right? He, he'll die 10 million deaths. You know, the courageous man dies one. And the point is, and then he, he says, uh, um, uh, but but what's the seal of God? He says, the one who's got the seal of God in the forehead, he can't touch. And and you got to go back to the law to find the seal of God, and you find it in the book of Exodus. And it says, those that keep the Sabbath have the seal of God upon them. Now, let's not slip now into uh, keeping days, times, and seasons. That's slipping. We don't want to slip. In fact, the Bible uh, comes right out and condemns those that keep days, times, and seasons. Those are school teachers. That's a school yeah. teacher. That's not your master. That was the teacher. Again, we're back to the pastor that wants to lord over you and be your school teacher forever. Okay, but. No, you only need the pastor for a short time, and then you, you get out. You get out of here and you plow the field on your own. You know, you 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 got your field, plow it. You're you're the farmer now that you've learned how to farm, plow it, and you know, plant your corn, right? <laughs> so, yes, you know, the seal of God in your forehead is those that keep the Sabbath. Well, okay, what does it mean to keep the Sabbath? Well, Yad Hey we know how to pray now. We understand the vision. We understand um, the emotion, the desire component. We understand how the the imagination is coupled there, and how we uh, that's the so-called fourth dimension where we where we go up into our imagination and bring our senses and our desire, and we we see it in God. And then once. Once it's done, once it's you sit there for the so-called quote unquote six days of creation. These are just six stages in prayer, but when it's confirmed with peace, the Scripture says the Holy Spirit confirms with peace. All right, when you have that peace come over you, and you know when it comes over you when you're praying, you know when that peace comes, and mm -hmm. and it may only take a minute to come. I mean, for some things, you may have to be there a long time. You may be sitting there for days, you know, um, praying, you know, before that peace comes, depending on the nature of what you're praying about. But when it comes, you're done. And and when you're done, you're done. You take your rest, you Sabbath. And you realize 
that the scripture says not by strength or not by might. And what I'm going to say, not by man's strength or man's might. He says, but by my spirit, saith Yadavavhe. God oh, as the Holy Spirit. That's that is the way that the people that come to know that way dwell in in the sh- under the shadow of the Almighty, and they have the seal of God in their forehead. They are the ones that are keeping this Shabbat. And the ones that run around and go, Shabbat Shalom, Shabbat Shalom, you know, it's Saturday, Shabbat Shalom. It's like, get out of here with that crap. You know, that's crap. If you if you want to keep Monday, you want to keep Tuesday, maybe, you, you know, maybe you Shabbat Shalom every day. Because at every, at every um, decision mode, do we include the Father or not? Because we have to yes, make sir. a choice at every decision. Yes, sir. No, I was just I was just saying, you know, in the scripture this says every day is as unto the Lord. And yes, sir. you know, like and it goes along with what you're saying. It's not just Saturday or Friday or whatever. I know Saturday is the Sabbath is what they're calling it anyway. But right. I mean he says every day is. And if we you know, if we put forth our petitions to the Creator, and we stand on it, and have a mind of thanksgiving, and come from the place when we put it forward that we already have it, that it's already done, not going to be done, but that it it is already done, and we stand on it, then, the, like you said, that peace comes. We stand in calm assurance, and because we have a mind of peace and then the manifestation will roll forward in other words like the stone you know is rolled away and we get our um, solution or salvation we get our answered prayer that our joy may be made full the last window the last hay right exactly amen yes. yes yes You know, guess who wrote in here, Jim? It said, didn't the Israelites want a king over the Lord, and they got what they asked for? And in, I would say the answer is yes, but let's just hold on a minute. It's easy to say, those Israelites, they're so dumb, you know. But, uh, you know, ask yourself a question. You want a president? You want? Do you want a pastor? I mean... Right, or do you want the Lord? Yes. I mean, you think you think there's any difference between the Israelites and and you, listener? There's no difference. I mean, what? Who do you do you take? Or in other words, speaking to the, to the global listener here, do you allow someone else to be at your head, or do you take full liability and responsibility for yourself uh, before God? And that can manifest in a number of different ways um but but the but what i mean is is if it, you allow a preacher to stand before you and god and and you um bow your knee to to some substitute some vicar uh well you know you're no better you're no better than the israelites of in in the story there in fact you know you're doing the exact same thing and and yeah, we, we keep on reading. 
Yeah, we got to watch who we swear our allegiance to. And I don't mean we have to swear it, but, you know, whoever we give our allegiance to, we're servants to obey. And I ain't yeah. about to obey any man. I'm my allegiance and my service is unto the Creator, or yod heh That's why um, the powers that be that are, that are um, uh, wielding this um, political sword, if you will, the ones that are stinging all those who don't have the seal of God in their forehead, that's what they're doing. But if you understand prayer, you understand what it means to keep the Sabbath, truly what it means to pass over and that the blood of the lamb is on your is on your lintel it, um that Christ consciousness is the blood of the lamb and and it is it is your consciousness i and the father are one and uh at that at that level of being they can't sting you you go in your prayer room i mean what come on man you think man's political ideas can fight against God? Yeah, I mean, Gamaliel, what it says in the book of Acts, he said, look, fellas, before we go and stone this fella, this man, maybe we should um, hold off here, because if this is of God, who can fight against it? You know? And, uh, you know, so, so you think of it like this. This, this world of of law, if you will. Like a lot of people, they go on and on about law, but they forget equity. And, you know, if you want to be under the legalistic law, okay, as you as you see it, right? In other words, you better get yourself circumcised and you got to do all this, that, and the other. You better get dunked in water and you got to, you know, blah, 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 blah. Well, then be under the law, but but the law is the realm of of um bankruptcy. You want to look at the external showing of what it means to be under the law? It's a state of bankruptcy because no man can keep the law. And but if we could, we'd be we if we could keep every bit of the law, we'd be good. Okay? So so where is our great power? Where is our birthright? Well, it's on our it's in the equity side of things. So in in the law, where is the prodigal son? Born under law of a woman. Isn't that what it said of Jesus? He was born under law of a woman. Okay? Now uh now what about the equity side of things? That's the throne of God. The earth is my footstool, the law, the throne of God's in equity. Okay? And and what did what did Esau do? Esau was a man of the of the field, fleshly, carnal. He sold his birthright, right? And and see, we're Esau. We're we're Esau. We're selling our birthright, um, and we're we're choosing um, systems of thought which puts us in in the uh, Jerusalem below, which is a state of administered bankruptcy. Why? Because it's under the orthodox law. And if you talk to a lawyer and you get him alone and you get him to tell you the truth, he will flat out tell you that the law systems that we have in America are all based on the books of Moses. And they have yes. to conform and comport with the books of Moses. So, you know, 
we got to be careful about when it says those people wanted a man king, okay? <laughs> they didn't want the Lord. They wanted a man king. Well, i tell you what, I pointed that finger out before myself, but I found, you know, you know, four other fingers pointing back at me because, you know, I do it every day, and I'm guilty of it at some of my decision modes, but that's part of the work. That's part of the work to examine yourself to see, you know, why why do I continue in these ruts? What 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 did I do? What led me here, you know? And uh, we got to learn to take every thought captive so we can examine ourselves and um, and do the work that needs to be done. But uh, hey, man, Jim, I just had to get that out, man. I tell you, I've been sitting on this for two days, and um, I just had to say somebody needed to hear it. I can just tell you that right now. <laughs> oh yes, sir. Uh, believe me, I, I felt it in my soul. Believe me, I had. That's why I kept it on mute because I'm telling you, brother. God don't make mistakes, and uh, and when you when you feel it in your being, and that spirit rises up in you, you know that hey, stop, look, and listen, <laughs> because the man upstairs got something to say. Not necessarily that it's a man or a woman, but all I'm just saying is the Creator had something to bring forward, and and you brought it forward, and something for all of us to hear because it would do us good to you know take these things to heart i said we got a few people on the phone you want to see if they got anything they want to add to or share with us yeah man that's that's great let's do that yep okay here we go uh, uh let's see what's this one uh one three one seven are you there? Yep. Hello? Well, I guess he doesn't have nothing to say, I guess. Okay. I'm just listening. Okay, then I'll go to the next one. I believe that might be Donna or... Uh, 615 is um, Matt, I think. If he's, if he's Maybe he's just... Matt, are you there? Hello. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm here. Hey, okay, Matt. I'm here. What's going on? Give us, <laughs> give us a good word, brother. Give us a good word. Oh man. Uh, well, um, man, I've been working my butt off. We we've been working our butts off in the. Uh, the garden, I don't know, um, I mean, Michael knows, um, we've just been working our butts off out here, putting seeds in the ground, and uh, it's it's just, it's a, it's amazing what's been happening here uh, the last couple months, uh, actually, but, um, you know, with, with all this uh, stuff going on in the world, it's like, it just confirmed in us what we've been dreaming about for, uh, the last five years we've been working on this for about five years um it just kicked in kicked us into a new gear and um like it's doing nothing but a benefit to us um here because we were doing this anyway and it was just uh something that um has uh, uh pushed us 
to, you know, do this for real. I mean, this is real. <clears throat> this is for real this time. And I'm, I'll say this. <laughs> Speaking of the imagination and the, the I, all my dreams have come true in the last couple months. I mean, all, all my, I mean, not, not all of them, but, but the, the ones that I've had for the last, you know, about 10 years, uh, all happened. They all happened. I'll give you an example. I've been wanting wood mulch for my garden for, uh, for a, a, quite a few years. And I, I did get uh, a load here and there about three years ago. But I have been, for the last year, just, like, you know, obsessing over, like, I, I need wood mulch. I need somebody, you know, need some, some wood mulch. So I did. I went up into my imagination, and I saw, you know, that being done. And, uh, but it, it, it's, it's so weird. Like, I, I was I was standing, uh, standing here in the driveway, and uh, I saw this pickup truck drive by. And it was a white truck, and, you know, we live at the end of the cul-de-sac. And uh, so people come down, sometimes they don't know it's a, it's a dead end, and uh, they find out. So, I, I, you know, I'm always watching people who come down here uh, at the end of the road. And, and I walked out, and I saw the truck drive by, and I thought, turn it around. And I walked out, and on the side of the truck, it said Ashland. And uh, so I just walked out to the end of the driveway, and as they pulled up to the driveway, I just kind of waved them down. And I said, uh, I was like, hey, guys, are you guys, uh, you guys need a place to, uh, to, to dump some wood mulch? <laughs> and they looked at me and said, uh, yeah. And the guy immediately got his pen and paper out and started writing down the address. And uh, he said, man, in about a month, he said, we're going to have, he said, how much do you want? I said, I want all of it. <laughs> he said, I, I don't know about that. He goes, we, we're, we're here for the next five or six months. And I said, no, I, I mean it. I want all of it. And uh, and so, sure enough, about two weeks later, a guy showed up and uh, had the owner sign some papers, you know, for I guess whatever, uh, in, you know, liability or whatever. And uh, we got twelve loans right now, and they're still coming. And <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's like. I, that was just one of the, and I could go into all of these things that I've been, you know, uh, imagining and dreaming about. And every, every single thing that uh, I've put into the imagination has come true. My mom, actually, I, 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 I uh, imagined my mom uh, getting a job and uh, standing on her own two feet. And I didn't tell you this, Michael, but uh, mom got a job. Uh, wow! Uh, about a week about a week ago, and uh, wow. <laughs> it's, it's weird because like she didn't tell me, she didn't call me and tell me uh, that uh, she got a job. The neighbor called me and said, I, "I, I, I'm really worried about your mom. You know, she's getting a job uh, at this place, and you know, you know, I, I just don't know if that's right. And, you know, with COVID nineteen and all that, your mom's sixty six, or and." Uh, you know, and I'm just laughing. I'm like, "What? I don't, I don't know even know what you're talking about." And she said, "No, your mom got a job." So I texted mom. I was like, "Mom, did you get a job?" She's like, "Yeah, yeah, I got it." <laughs> God, it, God is like, true. Man. He said, "That's right." 
it comes forward. It's he, you stood in the place, you know, uh, to where that would happen for her. You know, you, yes. when you, it says when thought and feeling become one, you could say to the mountain, move away. And it literally has to move away. And that's what you did, brother. I mean, yeah. you, you put it out there in your imagination with, with your feeling, you know, incorporated in it. Next thing you know, bam, 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 bam. God is faithful yeah. and true. And it's happening. I mean, and so, so that's a faith builder right there. I mean, like, if I had any question before, like, you know, all these storms are coming uh, through, you know, this big storm or whatever is uh, coming through. And, uh, and, and I have had the opportunity to, to well, well, the first time I did it, it was accidental. I didn't know what I was doing, but uh, <laughs> I was putting a new I was putting a new roof on my house in Tennessee, and we had just got all the boards because we had to replace some uh, some, some of the actual uh, roof uh, the wood it was rotted, so we had to replace that. And I got some metal. I was putting a metal roof on. Well, we had just got the paper laid down on top of the subfloor, so to speak. And I mean, this storm came out of nowhere. It came out of nowhere, and it was lightning, and the wind was blowing. And my neighbor, my neighbor was down on the ground. I was on top of the roof, and my neighbor was on the ground. And and uh, he had the he had the radar on his phone, and he was like, Matt, this storm is heading right for us, you know, and I. And I was on top of the roof, and I was mad. I was like, no, this is not going to happen. And because I just got this paper down, and uh, <laughs> I was just emotional. And I just, I screamed. I just screamed out loud. I said, I said, no. I said, go around. And my friend, Danny, my neighbor, had, had the radar on his phone. And, and he literally, he, he showed me. He said, Matt, I don't know what the heck is going on here. That storm just took a right turn, and it literally <laughs> took a right turn. <laughs> and it, it literally went around us. There was no rain. There was no, I mean, I mean, the wind was blowing, the lightning, it was happening. I mean, it was right on top of us. And, at, and not one more, not one drop of rain, not one drop. And that was probably 10 years ago, and I, it surprised me. I was like, what? Did that, did that really work? Like I didn't, I didn't think that would actually work. I mean, you know, but you know, it's a faith builder. And then I started researching yes. into it. It's like, wait a minute, hold on a second. You know, there are there is a place in, the, in Revelation where it talks about there were uh, those that had control over the weather. I mean, come on, they could speak and they could control the weather. They could say whether it rained or not, or, or whether you know. And I was like, man, is that really possible? Is that is that something that, you know, and it happened again years later in Texas. And uh, there was this massive storm. I was at a friend's house in Dallas, and, and uh, I was talking to a friend about it. And, and I said, you know, you know, this storm's coming or whatever. I said, but uh, we can sit here and agree um, and uh, that, that, that this storm's not going to touch us at all. And, you know, the next morning, we did, we prayed, we prayed right then. And the next morning, I mean, not even a chair fell, not even a uh, plastic chair blew over. 
And uh, so, you know, the next morning we were all joking. was like, well, yeah, oh, that was a major storm last night. Ooh, yeah. Oh, that was bad. Oh, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> of course, me and my friend, we didn't tell anybody. We didn't say anything to them and said, you know, but, but me and the friend, we knew. We knew what was going on. We knew that, that uh, we had prayed and our prayers had been answered and we were rejoicing. And uh, so today I was talking to um, my friends here and I said, that ain't coming around here. This place is, you know, look, during the plague of Egypt, you know, it said that the Israelites, you know, they were, they were in Goshen. Right, protected. And during yep. the darkness, during the darkness, you know, when the darkness came, it said they had light in their homes. Oh, yes, they did. <laughs> and we know who the light is, right? <laughs> yes. Uh, and that light is, is within all of us. And, I mean, I'll tell you what, I've never been more excited and felt more purpose and felt more like, I almost feel like, like Ooh, I'm not even this. <laughs> it's, just, it's the craziest thing. <clears throat> um, you know, and I know that there's people out there that, that are, are, are struggling and, and, and having a hard time, but I want to tell you something. There's something about the struggle that brings people to, to God, and, and I would mm-hmm. never in a million years ever want to take the struggle away because the struggle is where I found God. Right. The struggle is where I found it, and it's like, you take that away, and you're taking that opportunity for people to find God away. Yeah, faith without well, works is dead, brother, and I mean, you have it. the faith, but you had to do the works, and through that there works, you found you know, the you know the blessing flowing forward, and you know that your joy became full, you know, by your answered prayer, and that's what it's all about. God is faithful and true in everything. We have to understand and know that. And and working in in that and working that law, like uh, like Michael was saying, you know, it's like this last you know this Passover. Um, I. I didn't do the things that I did before, you know. I didn't. I didn't practice the, the, the techniques and all that. However, it was in my mind, and, and like you said, Michael, the blood is over my doorpost of my mind. It's mm-hmm. going to the house. Come on, man, going to the house. What house are you talking about? Well, it has to be your temple. It has to yes. be you, your body, and and so you know I. I realized that a couple years back, and I was like, wait, wait, why are we doing this? Why exactly are we doing this? You know, and, and like you said, we're passing over from death to life. You know, spring, here we are in spring, and things are coming back to life. I'm watching my garden grow, man. I'm watching seeds germinate like crazy, you know, and, and what was once dead is now alive. You know, and I can see that in the physical but I also can see that in myself where what I thought before and the ideas that I had before, they're dying. And I was dead. Mm-hmm. I was dead in Christ, right? And now... Hey, Matt, oh, Matt, I want to stop yeah. you just for one second. Can't you see now that you're the Garden of Eden? And it's right. a beautiful analogy of you planting the uh, planting that seed in your garden and watching it grow up is exactly the same as the seed or the thoughts and ideas that are and desires that are being planted in your holy garden 
and you're watching it blossom. It's just really amazing. It's so amazing, and and it's so amazing how they both coexist, and how one teaches you about the other, and 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 the physical teaches you about the spiritual, and the spiritual teaches you about the physical. It's 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 crazy. And I, I was talking to a friend today, and I was telling telling him, you know, he was he's he was having a a lull on his spiritual journey. He's like, I, I just want to know what my purpose is, and I want to do it. And I just feel like I'm I'm bored. I feel like I'm not doing it. And I'm like, you know, you you, you got to understand that like it it doesn't happen overnight. Seeds aren't born. I mean, seed, plants, trees, oak trees, you know, take years in order to to develop. And I said, but you need to understand that you're on it. You're doing your purpose. And sometimes the mundane things are the things that are that's the next right thing. It's like I'm I'm looking for the next right thing um, to do because if you wrap yourself up in the end goal, which you can, I mean he's on the I am discourses and 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 he's on that that path. But you know I told him I said look, you know this path has has times when you're on a high and then you got some low, you got some valleys. And I said, you can't stay up on the mountain all the time. You know, That's Moses right. went up and got, you know, he got the law from God and then he came down and he gave it to the people. And, you know, we can, we got to understand the physical is tied to this. There is a physical, uh, you know, there's a physical application here that, you know, we need to understand the whole point is, is to bring God to earth, you know, for, for, um, um, your uh, your will be done in earth as it is in heaven. So we are the conduits to which we are are conduits of God, bringing God to earth. Um, and and so you know, I was able to give him a little encouragement and say, "Look, man, it's not you can't go to the circus every day. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna have times of trials, but I'm gonna tell you." Every time I got down, you know, I'll, I'll always, you know, God would send a breadcrumb and and give me just enough to get me to the next to, to the next thing. And um, so tonight, I was, uh, you know, I was telling Sarah and Aaron, and Aaron, I said, "Look, there's no there's no destru- destruction coming here. I, I'll take the rain, I'll take a little bit of wind, but we're not having no hail and we're not having no tornadoes here. That's just hmm. not, that's not going to happen." And uh, so I got a text from a friend in Texas, and they've already gone through all the storms. And she sent me a picture, and it was it was a double rainbow. <laughs> and she said, wow. "We weathered we weathered the storm here. Limbs down, couple fences down. We'll have to do some work tomorrow, but all good. Prayers that you're safe and all that." And I mean, just just seeing that double rainbow for me in my conscious mind was a confirmation of what I had stated earlier of, you know, there is, there is no destruction coming here. And I see that rain. I, I told her, I sent her back a text and I said, I said, I'm imagining that rainbow here already. <laughs> amen. 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 That rainbow's here already. The promise is already here. And I'm engaging in that Sabbath. Like you said, Michael, uh, yes, rest and the peace of that. Um, so, yeah, man, it's been a great couple months. I've been 
Michael, I, I, I uh, sometimes I don't get back to your text right away because I'm I got my hands knee deep in the dirt out here. I got you, man. No worries. No worries at all. Man, I think it's great, Love man. I'm gonna, I'm gonna start calling you the preacher, man. You're the preacher, man. I think it's great. <laughs> Maddie, the preacher. Man, That's I, what you are, brother. It's great. I'm only uh, I can only speak on what I experienced, man, and uh, it's yeah, uh, brother. It's 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 just I've 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 watched it happen and I told my friends I was like my dreams are coming true oh I I know what it was my dream has been a, for a long time I wanted to build a I wanted to build a compost pile I wanted a hot compost and I wanted to do it right and I've been studying it for for a long time and uh, I wanted to you know I was going to do it and I um, and Aaron knew it I. We got chickens. We uh, had the all the ingredients together, and I was sep- had it all separated out, and I had planned on uh, mixing it all on this certain day. Well, we came to the day, and man, I, out of nowhere, all these people showed up, like friends of ours that you know, but they all showed up at the same time. And do you know that I didn't even. I didn't even uh, mix my own compost pile. There were other people that showed up and started mixing it for me, and I stood there with a water hose and just watered it down, watching them do it. And they did it voluntarily. Glory, glory, glory. I start calling you Tom oh. Sawyer, man. The word said he'll bring people to you to do what you need done, and there you go, brother. You're a child it of is. the most high. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and so I, and it didn't, and honestly, while it was happening, it, I didn't, it didn't dawn on me that every, like my dream came true and I didn't even lift a hand to do it. And I got back to the, the carport and we're talking about it. And I was telling Aaron and Sarah, I was like, man, my dream just came true. And then it hit me and I didn't even have a hand in it. I just sitting there spraying the water hose. And, and, dude, I broke down, and we all started crying. We were all, like, you know, tearing up, you know. And, uh, man, I mean, I'm just – I'm enveloped in – I mean, this, you talk about the spirit moving and the spirit showing itself to, to all of us over here. And um, it, it, it's, a, it's amazing. It's just absolutely amazing. And, I, you know, I, I'll go into the imagination, but, you know, you have that, that doubting Thomas. You know, you got that downing comments in there and goes, is this really, is this really working? Is this really working? You know, and, uh, and I won't tell you right now, I, every, everything that I imagined and everything that I wanted has had all came true within a week or two of, of each other. And so I'm telling you this works. It works whether you think yes, you, sir. whether you believe it or not. If you put your mind, if you really put your attention to it, and you know that God, I mean, I I don't even know how to talk about that, but it's just God is, you know, God is, and I've heard Michael, you said that, you know, a lot, you know, God is, and if God is, then all things are possible, and if all things are possible, then I, how can I doubt any of that? I'm going to stand on it, I'm going to trust it, and I'm going to go with it because I've got experience now, and I'm telling you, this is real. This is real 
it's it's as real as 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 I'm talking right now, and you can hear me, and uh, it it's it's amazing. It's just amazing. So, anyway, that's all I got right now. That's a good word, brother. That's a yes, good sir. word. And that is a fantastic <laughs> testimony, brother. And I'm I'm 100% with you, brother, because I know where you're coming from. Because, I mean, <laughs> people have to experience in order to see it and believe it. But once they do that, they'll know that God's on time every time, all the time. It's not a one-time deal with God. Mm-hmm. I mean, when he says, my people... You know, he goes away, he says that we would know the way and things like that. The way is to the our our imagination, our our mind. And believe me, God hears, he hears, he hears. He's right there, he's in us. He cannot help but not hear us. <laughs> and yeah, he does manifest all things. Yes, sir. Man, I'm so blessed by your testimonies. That, oh, that's a fantastic! Oh my God, that's great, brother. It's amazing. It, it, you know, and it, and and I, I needed it too, man. I needed the, because uh, I mean, the last last year was rough. It was rough for me because you know I, I had a rough winter last, not not this past winter, but the winter before, and uh, and and. You know, it, I was discouraging. I'm thinking, well, man, what of what of all these years of doing all this work and study, and and, and now I'm just like, what is what what's going on here? But yes, I'm t- I'm going to tell you. You know, sometimes you're in. You know, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. You know, <laughs> I mean, I will fear no evil. Um, Amen. And, and sometimes we in the path and the journey of this, I am. You know, and and the the understanding, you're gonna go through. Don't 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 let the tears fool you. I mean, you're gonna go through the valley of the shadow of death. Um, and the thing is about that is that that is when God shows Himself to you, is because you know when in that same verse it says He um what is it? He making the table before me in the presence of my enemies. <laughs> yes, sir. Like, yes, you're going to sit down and eat in front of all of them. And, oh, yes, and, sir. and another thing is, is it says, yeah, they'll walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Okay, well, a shadow is just a reflection or a, you know, you're, you're, it's not even real. It's That's not right. even real. And, and so I'm walking through a shadow of death. It seems real, but it's not real. And that's one thing that through the, those times when I was in the darkness, um, I kept I kept holding on to that foundation of like, this is this is not real. That's not true. This is not true. That's not true. And but I will say this: if you don't have a foundation of truth, and you were to go through what I went through, I totally can see how somebody could take their own life. I totally get it. I totally understand it. And if that's what I went through that for, is to actually understand where people... I'm Because if, if I didn't know the truth and I didn't have that with me, and it's, it's complete despair. It's over. You're done. But, you know, I'm thankful for 
for the foundation of truth and and to where those thoughts would come in and I would say absolutely not I am not going to stay there I am not going to I'm not going to listen to this no more but Amen. being one being one that has knew the truth um it still it's it, dude it was rough it still was rough and I can't imagine people without truth uh, you know, I, I can't imagine them without, you know, obviously without some, some prayers of the saints um, that they, that any, you know, certain people can make it through that. And I've had a lot of friends that, you know, have, that, you know, that's the way out. But I'm telling you, this is, this is real and it's true. And, um, you know, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just glad to be here. I'm glad, to, <laughs> I'm just glad to be here. <laughs> I'm great. Brother, yeah. You, brother, you persevered, and you laid hold of the horns of the altar. And the horns of the altar is, you know, your within your mind, the right and left hemispheres of the brain. You just brought them together as one, the Christ mind, and said, "No, I'm not taking no for an answer. I believe what I've asked for, and therefore I'm holding on to it. I'm not letting go, like Jacob said." I'm not letting go until I receive my blessing. And that's Amen. exactly what and it, oh it's a boy, uh, man, uh, I tell you, it's a great, wonderful thing. Thank you for that testimony. Oh my God, this whole night's been a blessing. Uh with what Mike brought forth earlier and then this. I mean, this is what this call's all about, that our joy can be made full and that we can grow thereby because your testimonies and the good word coming forward, that helps us all to grow and uh, gain faith and belief and understanding just to move forward. And I, I want to thank all of y'all for that. Well, praise y'all. And, and uh, because, right. praise you know, Amen. myself can do nothing, you know. And so, yes. Yeah, it's funny. Um, like sometimes when, when I get like, I just had this, I almost called you Jim this past week. Cause I, I think, um, Saturday I almost called you, but then I thought, I don't want to bother him. I know he's busy, but I was going to call you and tell you, man, I got something, I got something I got to talk about. And you know, when it gets laid on me like that, I mean, literally I don't have to work for it. I know it's of the Holy spirit. Cause it just comes flowing out. It just, you know, it's like, it's really hard to to say because I don't have to think for the next thing. It just it just happens, and I I just have to you know praise give praises to Yah because I know it's it's just like it. I'm as a conduit, you know. Um, it's the only way I can say it. But uh, I believe the message is true, and um, and my 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 faith is actually in action just by not getting in my own way to try to think about the words as they come out. You know what I mean? I just let it, let it come. And, uh, it, people, people ask me what one lady asked me one time, how is it that you speak with such confidence and such assuredness? And I said, because most of the time it's not really me doing the work. <laughs> God told him to open his mouth and he would fill it. <laughs> Yeah, she's like, well, you're the one talking. Who else is it? I said, it's hard to explain, you know. I said, I just know it's not me because if it was me, I would have to think about it, write it down and everything else, you know. But, you know, I just, 
just happens. It just comes out, whether it's written or spoken, you know. And uh, um, I just, man, Matt, this is great, man. I, I, I didn't know what you were going to come on and talk about, but so many things you just me, said. Me neither. Where me neither. <laughs> you, you know, what is the scripture that says, my my power is made perfect in, in our weaknesses, or when I'm weak, he is strong, you know, and, and um you know sometimes when we're brought we're brought to a um to a weak state um then we we're forced to rely on god we we can't you know our own strength is taken away and um i i know in my own life as i you know decided i wanted to test the the state and see you know what's really going on here um the first major test that came to me um, well, I was I was able to use my reasoning faculties, and I was able to overcome the test based on my um, ability to to use my intellect and my and my reason, and I and I did that, and I was able to overcome. And some of the stories out of that are just incredible, but I I won't get into the the minutia of it. But the second test that came on, I was I had to rely. Um, like in other words, it, I couldn't overcome in the second test of my own strength, um, completely of right. my own strength. I still, I still had to go, and I still had to use my all my faculties. Um, but I, even of of all the things that I knew and studied law, I I there came a time that I I could not overcome totally in my own strength. Now, the third test that came up in my life, none of my abilities to use reason, I couldn't rely on any of it. I had to give every bit of it to the Lord. And and I was delivered in a way that was just so incredible that uh, uh even down to the penny, man, even down to the penny when I when I saw what what we were gonna you know what was gonna happen in my imagination? The settlement came down to the darn penny, and the DA was screaming like crazy. I can't believe you know you're gonna you know, but down to the penny, and um, and it was delivered, and people were saying, man, you know how did that happen? I mean like it's amazing because, but you know, I, you get to a point where it becomes real very very real for you and and nobody can ever tell you hey do you believe in god and you say no no i don't believe in god i know there's a god you know yeah i mean you know, i don't believe i don't need to believe anymore i've gotten past the faith part i know it you know and yeah. Uh, yeah. uh and you try to explain it to like especially i have a hard time these days um when the 25 to say 35 year old crowd comes around because they don't believe in anything, and in general I'm stereotyping, um, but sure. they certainly don't believe in God. And they uh, um, anything having to do with church, they just don't want to hear it. Period. And don't bring out the King James Bible because they certainly don't want to hear that. And you know, so it's like, okay, how do you? How do you reach somebody there? Um, and then I, you know, it dawned on me: Why am I even trying to reach somebody? Yeah. Wait for, wait for the door to open. If the door opens, walk through it. You know, if the question's asked, 
then be salty. You know, be you know. Um, but you know, who am I to save another soul, especially one? Right. And, and and then and then am I not judging them by saying you know, looking at them and and thinking in my mind they need saving. I mean, yeah. if anything, I need saving from that. I need of saving. Because you know? here what I am Paul judging say? them, right? What did Paul say? He said Paul was like, "Hey, man, I, I, I'm, I hope I even make it." You know, <laughs> you know. But yes. it, it's, um, it, it, it really is. I'm, I'm seeing it happen though here because I've got probably about seven years with the, the group of friends that I have around, and, and the one guy that uh, you know is on the I am discourses now. He, uh, when I first met him, I was, you know following the the commandments and 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 following you know the feast and and as you know i still recognize it i still observe you know that but you know he always made fun of me he's all oh, that old jewish law yeah yeah you know and it you know and i just laughed it off because i mean i what am i you know okay you think this and that's not who i am but um over time he was able to see who i was and and by my actions and by what I did and over the years he slowly you know we had more conversations we had more time and he got to know who I was and know my spirit and know what I stood for and now I mean now he listens to the I am discourses and he's sending me texts like dude I, I I can't even tell you how much you know I appreciate you uh, in my life and you're you know. He was like, "You're you're truly a shaman. You're truly, you know, a, you know, a priest." And and uh, I've had mul- multiple, you know, friends that are like, "You are a priest." And 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 it's like, I didn't say that to you. I didn't I didn't come out and go, "Hey, I'm a priest," you know. But I am a priest. I'm a king priest. And mm-hmm. um, but it it's happening. It's it's happening so organically. It's like I didn't. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing any of this. I'm just going about my day. I just want to make compost and make some, you know, flowers and garden. I mean, you know, I was just, but I'm watching the creator transform people's minds. And it, it's, it's absolutely amazing, but it's taken seven years. I mean, it's taken a long time, you know, for these things to, to culminate and for seeds to grow. I mean, shit, the asparagus that, you know, we planted, you know, four years ago, you know, it takes three years at least for asparagus to start producing. Well, I, now I just went out there a while ago. There's asparagus popping up. I mean, it's everywhere. It's all over the place. It's all over the place. But it took <laughs> three years, four years, really, you know, for that to, to, to come about. And so, you know, patience, you know, after all this, patience. And, and, hey, and, Maddie, and, Maddie. And through, Maddie, I can yeah. hear the joy, the joy that you have in um, in your uh, gardening. I mean, I mean, who can't feel the joy that you're um, on you, man? I know I can. And man, I just had a thought. I just wanted to share with you, man. You know, can you imagine if you set up a little business today and you went around and taught people how to create urban gardens? You know, here and there, how they could, how they could, uh, you know benefit from a little garden in their yard man i mean you love it man i can hear it in your voice you love it you, you've been oh, yeah. serving other people as well you know well 
and and that's we're actually working on that. We're actually working on, um, you know, um, we're talking about um, coming up with um, a, a name, and then there's a name that uh, Sarah came up with, Time Under the Oak. We got a huge oak tree that's like 300 years old, and it's just like the focal point uh, of the the whole place. And so, you know, we we really are looking in that direction. I mean, we got a long way to go um, before we can really start helping other people. Um, because first you got to help yourself. You got to put your own oxygen mask on first. So we're we're proving we're going to prove that this works, uh, you know, here for us, and then we're going to expound on that and start helping you know other people. And so yeah, no, absolutely. I mean that's that's where our mind is at, and um, uh, what we're talking about now is is like we dream about this stuff and we imagine it, and and we and we are we're going to continue to do so. However you know things come up that you have to do right now like there's things that yeah we can dream about this stuff but like today i went out to check the compost and it was at 160 degrees which i mean i i'm thrilled that it got it heated up to that point however 160 is the max you don't want to go past 160 because it'll start killing off the good bacteria as well as the bad so i immediately knew i have to i have to move this compost now and so there wasn't a question of what am I going to do today? It was like right then I had to act. I had to act right then. I don't care if you feel like it. I don't care what, you know. And, uh, and you know, of course I did. Um, but the day kind of opens itself up to you as, as to the next. Like when you're following the creator, you know, the, the creator lays out the path for you. And I can I, I, I could talk all night about the good things that are happening. I mean, if there's – there's people that uh, I'm going to we're being introduced to from other friends that are they're like man these guys are right down they're they're really on the same page as you guys they really want to uh, help out and so we're finding that the resources like um, Jim was saying they will come to you and I believe that I believe you know the creator's going to send people to us to get done what we need done and uh, but it, it it I'm Yes, I totally believe that, Michael. I, I do believe that we'll be consulting and, and uh, you know, what does it say? It talk, talks about you will inherit the land, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, the land will be laid waste and you just go in and inherit. You don't even have to plant nothing. You just walk in and it's already growing off the trees, you know, the figs, you know, the size of watermelons, you know. And, and I believe that. I do believe that, you know that we will inherit the land. We, we are inheriting the land. This is the garden of Eden. I mean, it, it really truly is. Um, and, uh, you know, I hate to see the world, uh, you know, thinking so negatively, but for me and for my house, it's been all positive. <laughs> just gonna tell you. Amen. Amen, brother. Oh man, that's a blessing just to hear that. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. It's like, man, our dreams are coming good. Yeah, yes, it's sir. like, man, this is exactly what we want. Oh, I, another thing my prayer was is that uh, my friend Aaron, uh, he works for a company, and um, and uh, the, our whole goal has been to get him home from work so he can put in more time. You know, he's a beekeeper, and uh, and and uh, so he's uh, he's an IT guy, he's a computer guy, and uh, so. <laughs> So our whole goal has been, like, my prayer has been we need to get him home so that he could be here and help manage because he's a good manager. 
you know, of things that need to be done. He owns the property, so, you know, you need the owner of the property to say, hey, yeah, no. Well, you know, with all this stuff going on, he's working from home. And uh, his whole job, he can do from right here at his house. And so we all recognize, like, this is exactly what he's, this is what he wanted. This is what we wanted. And and so it's it's happening, and it's just like what the heck? I, I feel like I woke up at Disney World with a you know a fast pass. <laughs> hey brother, that's great. We, we love you, brother. That that amen to that, brother. Uh, that it's happening for you. That's that God is faithful and true. He says, just ask and you shall receive. You know, he said he he's not gonna. His his yoke is easy and his burden is light. We just got to step through that their door and say, hey, I'm here with you, Yahweh. I'm here with Absolutely. you. Absolutely. And, and, and it's true. And I can speak from experience, and Michael can, and you can, and we're here on this call with those that are listening thinking, oh, that, that I, I just that worked for them. But that's not going to work for me. Hell, you, you, it's going to work if you put it into practice and you believe um, it will work. It's working already. Like I said weeks ago, you're already doing it. You're you're bringing into your world the things that you have thought and the things that you have obsessed over. So why not change those patterns and start thinking about the good things and about the righteousness? What does it say? It says, don't, you know, think about things that are holy, that are pure, that are, you know, um, all those things. Think on these things, yes. you know. Yes, sir. Yes, uh, sir. And God is no respecter of persons either. If he'll do it for you, he'll do it for all of us. And, 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 absolutely, and he's faithful and, absolutely. and just, like he said. And he said he's not a man that he should lie. So... We have to stand fast in the divine truth and know that it is. And that's what he tells us. First of all, we got to believe and understand that it is and that it, it is a reward of them to diligently seek him. Absolutely. And, and when, my friend, when my friend looks at me, the one that said, oh, you're practicing that Jewish law. Okay, yeah, I get it. And he looked at me <laughs> yesterday and he said, hey, I love you. And he said, I am. <laughs> and I said, I am. You know, we are. I am. And, you know, come on, man. I mean, seven yeah. years it took, but it, it's real. It, it's, it's real. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I didn't go out trying to transform my friend's life. I was just trying to put my own oxygen mask on. You know, I didn't know what was going on. But the spirit mm-hmm. goes forth. It goes before you and behind you. And yes, sir, brother. Oh, baby. He's letting yeah, his light man. shine. He's not hiding yeah. under a bush. That's it. Man, this man. is, this is good, brother. This is good. Keep on, Matt. Keep on, brother. Go. And, and so, you know, he said, I go before you, I go behind you, you know, and that's the electromagnetic frequency of Ooh, your heart, yes, you know, uh, going forth. And, and human beings are antennas, and they pick up on that spirit. You don't have to say a word. You know, you just, you're just, you just are, and, and he is, and I am, and so when you, when I am is in the present, look, man, when he, it says he, uh, we're talking about the coat, he tabernacles with us, you know, when God is on the earth, I mean, when God is in you and God is tabernacling with us, 
and his spirit is going out everywhere in all directions at the same time. Man, who, like you said earlier, it's like, who, who, how, how can we go against that power? There is no power <laughs> but that power. Amen. I mean, Amen. <laughs> When we really meditate on that, when we really see that and, and know that it isn't of us, because not God knows I'm the chief of sinners. I've done it all, but yeah. I have experience and know the difference between the two, and I know that this is, this is I mean, man, this is, he said, I've come to give you life and give it more abundantly, and I struggled with that my whole life. I kept hearing that verse, and I'm like, what is that? I mean, how, what does that mean? It's like more abundantly. Okay, well, I'm now getting a taste of what that means. Is that it is more than you could ever ask or think. Anything yes, sir. That you think, I mean, and so, but the promise was made to me over 10 years ago, and it's taken 10 years for this to really, really settle in. So I'm going to say, Amen. anybody listening in, that if you were – just now on the journey, and, and you, maybe you're five years in or whatever, um, you're gonna, you, you may have some pitfalls, and you're gonna, it's going to take the wind out of your sails. You're going to think, wait, what in the world? Has God failed me? What's going on? You just got to wait. You got to wait till that seedling pops its head out and grows into a, you know, to where it roots down, and the roots are in now, and then it's over. It's over. Once the roots are in, there ain't nothing taking it away. It's going to come back every year. It's going to keep coming, and it's going to get bigger, and it's going to get bigger. And then before long, you're going to have an oak tree that's been there for 300 years, you know. And uh, so that that's kind of what I've been getting this, this, um, this week from my friends. It's like, you know, uh, a lot of them are new to the, the path, and I just told them, I said, look, you know, um, this is, you're not going to be on the mountain all the time. I mean, you're going to get no. knocked down, you know, but you need to hold fast to the to the truth and uh, yes. not grow weary, you know. Don't go faint and weary. Stay true to it and know yeah. that it is. Yeah. You know hey, the Maddie. best part of the whole thing? Oh, I'm sorry, brother. I was going to say the best part of the whole thing is it's all done out of love. You know that for us. Yeah. It's all out of love. Yeah. And that's the only thing. That's what Solomon said. Solomon said, hey, man, I, I've done it all, seen it all. And at the end of the day, if you don't have love, <clears throat> it's all vanity. All yes. of it. It's all vanity. And Hey, Maddie. You know, uh, yes, sir. Hey, I just, uh, it's Gary here. I just, I wanted to thank you for, uh, for your, uh, testimony here. I, I I'm kind of new to the path here and I'm, I'm on that journey. And I, I tell you that just hearing the passion in your voice, it just really is, uh, really kind of exhilarating. So, uh, I, I want to thank you. And, and it, it, you, you put it in such layman terms, I think for many, I, I'm not speaking for others, but for me, it makes it real, like this will happen. And I just, Amen. I wanted to thank you for bringing what you brought tonight. Thank you, brother. Amen. Uh, praise job, Gary. Thank you. Yeah, man. It's, uh, it, it, you know, in layman terms, it's so funny because in the scriptures, Jesus always talked in layman terms. He always talked about, look at the fig tree. Look at, 
look at this tree, look at that. And, you know, and, and it, it really is so simple. It, it's so simple Amen. yet our intellect thinks that it's so complicated that we have to freak, you know, we have to, ah, I, I gotta, I gotta see this to the end now, it's, you know, and I think it's so simple that it goes over the heads of people that are so intellectual, they can't see it. They just can't see it. And yeah, I'm, I, that's in, in my experience anyway, I'm, I'm seeing that the pattern is the same. And it's like, if you see it one, one place, it's everywhere. It's, it's the same pattern. It's just, you know, bigger, smaller, it doesn't matter. It's, it's all God, but absolutely Gary. I mean, I'm so glad that, you know, sometimes having a, a, I know in my life, somebody just putting it in a simple term, just completely that the, the, it just, um, it, it sparks something in your mind. You're like, Oh my God, why? Of course, of course. Why does that think of it that way? It's like so simple. I've been trying to think of it in my, on my own terms and trying to make it something it's not. And, and it's really at the end of the day, it's, it's very simple, and like Jim said, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. And, you know, if we're trying to think about it too much, we're probably making too much out of it. It's probably way more, sim- yeah. way more simple, and, and um, you know, be still. Just be still. be still. And he tells us, yeah, he tells us to be still and know that I am God. And, it's, and he tells us, you know, just just come to him as we are, you know. Just, I mean, say, hey, Father, I'm here to understand, know, and believe. You know, open it up to me that I might see. I mean, we don't have to have, uh, like some of these preachers, that, you know, we have to speak like we're from Harvard. We don't have to do that. We just, you know, open our heart and let yeah. go and let God, let God have his way with us. But, but the thing about that is, though, Jim, is that you have to come to a point something has to happen to you to get you to that point of releasing or 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 of um surrender you know so to even get to the point where you're like let go and let god sometimes it takes a traumatic experience in your life to get you to to be still you know (laughs) especially if you're well i understand for some some people that that may be i mean because it tells us, you know, it's a personal thing with each one of us. Every, I mean, we're all one, but yet we're different. We see things in different aspects and different ways, even though we may be looking at the same thing. Your view is slightly different than mine, even though we agree, but yet everything's not exactly, exactly the same because you're at a different view or a different angle than I am. But uh, absolutely, and, and right. if we all just come with an open heart and open mind, and uh, like I was saying the other day, you know, it could be just one word that you say, or Gil says, or Mike says, or even Gary says, that will open up a whole—I wouldn't say can of worms, but op- open up the whole thing to where, you know, something that I wasn't able to see you could just say one word and all of a sudden it just opened everything up for me. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, yeah that's, absolutely. That's why it's, it's happened. It's, it's, it's so happened in my life. I mean, it's happened in our lives. I mean, one yes. one guy sees it differently and speaks it differently, and it's like the spirit inside of you goes, "Oh, duh," you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I've been there. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh. <laughs> you know, I beat myself over the head over this for months, and now it's just like that was it. That was that was the you know ah that was so simple. Yeah. You know. Yeah, but when you see it, it's such a blessing, and it, and it does make your that your joy full. Like I said, it makes your heart glad, and uh, that our yeah. joy's made full that we can. Oh man, that it's opened up to us. You want to go tell everybody and their brother? <laughs> oh, I know. You know, I know. Uh, of course, we're in quarantine now, so you know you can't do that. I mean, you know. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I know that. Right. Well, we can call them on the phone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, but it it really is. I'm you know I'm so so glad to have gone through. The experiences that I've gone. I mean, I look back now and I'm like, man, what if every every square inch of that stuff that I did was ordered by the Lord. And it says, you know, your your um, your your steps are ordered by the Lord. The steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord. And uh, you know, sometimes on the journey you're like, ah, I don't know what this step was about, but. When you get far enough ahead and you look back and it's like, man, I couldn't have planned that. I, I, I couldn't have planned none of this. I, I, I had no idea what my heart's desire was. And, and so, but now looking back, I'm like, oh, my gosh, this was everything. Everything was ordered by God. It was. And I don't know how. I don't know. I don't need to know how. But I know that it was, even when I was not thinking correctly, even when I was not in the frame of mind of that I am, it still was ordered by God. And, uh, and that's, that's fascinating to me. That's just fascinating to me. And um, I, 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 don't, I don't know what I did to deserve it. Um, I feel that sometimes. I'm like, I, I feel like, what, what did I do, you know, to deserve this? But I know that that's, Every person on this earth, on this earth, is a part. We're one blood. It's one, one God. We're all here to serve a purpose. And the ones that you think that are just wasting space, they serve a purpose too. And God will get the glory for all of it. And uh, so, you, anyway, you were, you were you were saying what we did to deserve it. You know, God's grace. Like he says, it covers the multitude of sins. And I'm not saying nobody, you know, we've all come short. But, you know, there's things that we we don't really have to do anything to deserve it. He He's, our, that's, he's put it all here for us. And we just have to uh, awaken to it and see it and believe it and accept it. I mean, heaven is blessing right unending blessing health happiness goodness joy i mean that's what it's all about and yeah when we and, 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 and i our... you know and i i know that in 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 concept you know and like when i say what did i do to deserve this you know i i know the answer to that you know but looking from before I had this understanding, before I came to this understanding, 
looking back on my life and I'm like, I, I don't even know. I, I didn't, I, I didn't plan any of this that I knew of. I didn't think I was, you know, and so I feel like that, you know, God had his hand on me even through, I mean, cause I should have been dead. I should have been dead a long time ago. The mm. stuff I did when I was younger, it was so stupid. <laughs> you know, I look back on it now and I'm like, man, you, you should have been dead a hundred times by now. And I see the hand of God, you know, on my life. And me, you know, of course now I look at it and I'm like, Oh, of course, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I get it. I understand. But, it's still fascinating. It's still fascinating how Amen. God had his hand on me when I had no idea what was going on. Well, he tells us we're predestined from the foundation of the world. And, you know, right. even though we might not see it all played out in front of us, but see, God said he knew the end from the beginning. So, I mean, he already knows. He, he got your whole life planned out for you. He just... We're trying to get us to wake up and see it ourselves, you know, and uh, see where the pitfalls are that we can maneuver around them and, you know, go onward and upward from glory to glory, so to speak, or blessing to blessing. You, I mean, Absolutely. That, and I see that's, that now. You know, I see that now, you and, know, but, but, you know, years ago, I mean, when I, I, I didn't know what was going on. And I knew there was a, you know, I knew... Um, that God was real, and I knew that He was in my life. And and but man, I I look back on my life, and I'm like, God, man, I I didn't, I was clueless, and I still ended up, <laughs> you know, right. on the right side of the track. And and uh, and, and uh, but you know, I know there are other people uh, in the in the world that it, it seems like they're, you know, they're 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 not as uh, they don't have the same uh story and and uh that's hard to comprehend that's hard to to think about but you know i still believe that there are everyone has a purpose and everyone's experience are are purpose um for you know for the good good of the all and you know um i i you know i can't expound any more than that but um I do believe that. I do believe that every. I believe that people choose to come down to to play a certain part for the house of Israel and for the people of God. Um, I, I just do. I, I I really do believe that there are ones that have come here before that have maybe even they've already ascended. They know the truth and they say, you know what? I choose to come back and be this and play this role. So that I can help um, this person realize who they are, I, I just do. I believe that, and um, so well, um, that's that's true, brother. We've been here several times, and in each time we come, we're here mm. to to learn something to where we can move forward, onward, and upward. And uh, you know, there's lessons that we have to. Uh, how can I put it? Go through and to be able to uh, comprehend and see and experience as we go. Because each one of us, we are immortal beings. You know, like people say, well, how can we be immortal? I said, the scriptures even told us 
that we sing at the dawn of creation before the world was is now how could you do that if you were not immortal just like the creator right right i mean how can you sing at the dawn of creation we were right. there but see where were you joe you, yeah where were you where were you joe when <laughs> all the stars shouted for joy right yeah yeah yes sir. So yes sir. i do i do believe that and and i think that maybe just maybe that you know there was one scripture where it talks about um the creator assembled everybody and said i need a lying spirit to go down and and uh speak to the, the prophets of um i can't remember who it was now Baal, prophets of Baal. And i need a lying spirit and you know you had this one that said hey i'll, I'll do it i'll go you know and i'm wondering you know you know, wonder if, if there are those that say, you know what, I'm going to go, I've already figured all this stuff, but I'm going to go and play this role just so that I can bring one of the house of Israel back to remembrance. And I can't get that out of my head. I really believe that that's, because uh, it says, he says, I have not come saved for the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And so... Yes. You know, I, I think the, the the lost sheep are the ones we're trying to wake up, and it doesn't matter if it's in this lifetime or the next lifetime. It's always going to be for the lost sheep of the house of Israel. You know, and, so uh, and the, time, the, the scripture tells us, you know, that you know, talking about God, He says, "Behold, I create good and I create evil." Okay. It's all there, and if you go, if you really, I mean, from Genesis to Revelations, and even in the ancient text, it tells us all is God. All is God. Everything is God. There's, uh, you know, we think we're real, and we have this body, but in actuality, this, this body to us seems real, but it is actually light. But to us, we we see it we think it's solid and this and that but you can take those micron microscopes and look through it and they'll tell you that it's nothing but light it's just Amen. at a, a slower density everything is light even with our eyes we see with our eyes we see the light the reflection but it goes through the retina of our eyes and goes to the back of our head there's a in the back of our head, you could say maybe an inch or an uh, inch and a half by uh, two inches. In the back of our head, it's like you, some people call it a box back there, but it's not. And the light goes through there. It's nothing but utter darkness, but that light goes through there, and it's all sent upside down. But when it's translated, it's right side up. That's why we see it right side up and things like that there i mean the there's so many things there but you know it and, that, and let me back up a little bit we are god or the creator playing every experience whether good or bad uh every possibility there could be the ones we know of and the ones that we can't even fathom but the it's all created there like he says six days he created the seventh day he rested from his creation he everything that's ever was or is now or ever will be is already there he created it all 
and it's all happening simultaneously. The past, present, and future is yes. happening at the same same time. Yeah, and everybody absolutely. says, well, what everybody thinks, no, well what's going to happen 50 years from now? Well, <laughs> if we close There's nothing our eyes, new under the sun. Amen. And he says the end is established from the beginning, and the beginning is established. I mean, you know, it, it agrees with the end. But it, it, it's, and it, it, it who was it? Uh, Solomon said that um, there's nothing in the beginning that's not happening now, and there's nothing now that's hap that didn't happen in the beginning. So people said we're just like in a loop going around and around and around. In a sense, you could say that, but in a, it, not really. It's just that we're here to e experience every possibility that there is and to gain the wisdom, the knowledge, and understanding. Or we already have it, but let's just say we had a bit of amnesia. We're here to yes. awaken, awaken and regain that. But in order for us to come here in this three-dimensional aspect, in order to play the game fairly, so to speak, we had to come here not knowing anything. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, now we're here to we're here to wake up, and that's why, you know, these caches are all around us. If we look, and like like I said earlier, something you might say or Mike might say, just one word can trigger the whole thing, and I remember, you know, and I can yeah. see the picture. And kind of like deja, and, like deja vu, like deja vu, kind of like you, you, you're, you're stunned for a second. You're like, wait, I, 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 I know I've been here. Something, yes. what's going on? Yeah. You literally have, and that's a point that maybe when you were playing a game, you put them in there at certain points in your life to cause that to happen, to cause you to remember, you know, and uh, help you along as you go. I mean, because uh, when I lived down south all my life, and, uh, well, I've been up here 30-something years, but uh, when I was down there, I've never been to uh, Big Lake, Texas, and uh, but I've been all around there, but not near that place at all. And one day I had to go there. I was going with my dad. And when I got there, I automatically knew every street, I knew the name of it. I knew the direction I needed to go. I knew where the stores were at. And God is my witness. I've never been in that town in my life until I had to wow. go that time. So that, uh, you know, that was what you would call deja vu. But it's, uh, it was something that triggered in me that caused me to remember that aspect of my life. Because everything's all happened at one time. That's why the scripture says today is the day and now is the accepted time. Tomorrow never comes. It's always today. Now, right. It's, it's, yeah, it's always the now. I, I, I remember listening to a lot of Dan Winter and he talks about the Kundalini experiences that people um, have in, in, in the meditation um, where they have memories um and they it, it, sometimes it's memories of things that have happened in the past and they actually feel like that they are a part of it or they they were there 
and it, you know it could be it could be past uh, memories um, because I guess the way I look at it is like um, uh, when uh, you know Cain killed Abel, um, God said, you know, hey, his blood cries from the ground, and the memory and the life is in the blood, and yes, you know the the arc of the um, the uh, what is it called? The records, the um, the Kashic records, you know, are, you know, I believe that are they are in the blood. All the memory is in the blood, so they can write all the history books they want, but everything that's happened and ever will happen from beginning of times now, um, it's it's in the blood. It's in the blood, uh, you know, in the DNA. So I definitely know that that's plausible, and I know that we can have memories of, you know, uh, past lives or things that happened before and uh, or in the future or whatever you want to call it. Um, yes. You know, I do believe that. I, I absolutely do believe that. I mean, because I've had out-of-body experiences and stuff like that, and you know how people said they go through a tunnel or wormhole? Well, I mean, I did that, and I've also, when I got to the other end of it and came, uh, there was, other, you could say, my guides, or, and they, when I got there, I had questions, and I asked them, and this and that. And this is before I know what I know now, because when that happened to me, it scared the living daylights out of me, because it's the first time it ever happened <laughs> way back when. Yeah. Well, because no one ever told me about that. And right, when I got right. out there, and, I, and in, my, in my mind, and I was consciously conscious of it, okay? I mean, I, I, was, I saw myself rise out of my body. I saw it laying there. Uh, it was dark at first till I got to the ceiling. Then I could see everything. I saw my body laying there and what I was wearing and everything. And then I proceeded on upward. Then I went through, it was like a fluorescent green wormhole like you see on some of these programs. But, uh, and I was at, moving at a fast rate. And then I, when I got to the other side, uh, they told me, well, you can't come here. And I'm thinking like, in my mind, I said, well, what do you mean I can't come here? Because I saw my body laying down there lifeless. Right? <laughs> I didn't choose that. I don't know what's going on. Right. And, and, and he says, and it answered me back right away, no, that's not what I mean. It's because I've never experienced that, and I wouldn't really get a grasp of what was going on. And then I said, well, if I can't come here, there's only one other place, because I was about 16 or 17. And... And I'm thinking, well, if I can't come to heaven, I must be going to hell. You know? <laughs> well, because they said you can't come here now. So I'm thinking, okay, well, Logically. there's only one other place. Oh. Yeah, but then it told me right away, no. He says there's no such thing as hell. That is just, uh, that was that was made up by the Catholic Church. He yeah. said, there's no such thing as hell. Because they tell you're going to stew and burn in hell forever. That's not. Because the very scripture says God uh, God don't judge anybody. So if he don't judge you, how can you go to hell? 
Well, I mean, I mean you can def- I've definitely I've definitely put myself in hell, that's for sure. Well, see, uh, I understand, but then it explained to me. See, it says, as a man or woman thinketh in the heart, which is the uh-huh. middle subconscious mind. Okay, the man, the man is called the conscious mind, and the woman is the subconscious. That's why they have to come together in union or agreement to make the person one. Okay, that's why it's a right and left hemispheres. That's why when they talk about the kundalini and the chakras and all that that's all part of uh you know where it opens up the what you would call keter or the lotus flower uh i mean there's a lot of things there but it, it it's all talking about us as a spiritual being in a physical body and man is Absolutely. distorted and mis- misconstrued so many things like if you take go from Genesis clear to Revelation, everything in that book is talking about you and I as individual people. And it's talking about our body, how we're to eat, and what we're supposed to do. And the spiritual aspect of it is for us to come to the realization is that we are God in this body. And everybody says, when I told some of my friends, well, you know, we're all, we're Jesus Christ. They look at you. What do you mean? That's blasphemy. That's blasphemy. That's blasphemy. I said, no, 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 it's not. But I said, when we come to the truth and understanding and know who the creator is, we become the anointed. And that's all Christ means is anointed. They yeah, said, well, his name I'm sorry. Jim. I'm sorry. Well, well, they're trying you to. Talking about the, you were talking about the Kundalini and 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 stuff like that. Um, I found that uh, in that, um, you know, they talk about all the flowers and the petals of the different chakras and stuff. I found mm-hmm. it interesting that, um, you know, there's a number of the petals on all of the um, of the chakras, and all the chakras from the first to the sixth. Um, chakra equal 144. There's 144 petals um, yes. from the bottom to the sixth chakra, and that the, the crown chakra is a thousand. It's a thousand. It's a thousand. Yes. And so a thousand times 144 is 144,000. Now that makes sense when you read Revelation. It said the 144,000 that come out of the you know they're, they're the ones that come out of tribulation. Um, but that, know, that's not that, that's not what it's talking about. Uh, that's I, what the churches are telling them. The hundred and forty-four thousand. Exactly. Go ahead, but I found it like I, what I'm saying is is like I found it interesting that the the petals and the shockers, the seven churches, the seven candlesticks, the seven you know it equals one hundred forty-four thousand. Those who have washed their robes in the blood of the Lamb, you know that's the hundred forty-four thousand. It's not a number. It's not a number of people that are going to make it. It's the ones who have aligned their chakras and aligned their being with the Creator. And 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 I, so I, when I saw that, I was like, "Holy crap! That's that that can't be like coincidence." I mean, that's 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 some real stuff. I mean, one hundred forty one hundred forty four thousand is also the sympathetic frequency of the of the speed of light. 
<laughs> oh yeah. Uh, what if you look where that where they said that they numbered uh, they they numbered uh, David's army, add up his army. It's four hundred and sixty oh. uh, eighty six thousand four hundred. That's the known speed of life. Uh oh. Uh oh. Yeah, that's it. That's exactly and, it. Uh, and if you if you look at Revelation, everybody says, "Well, that's the apocalypse or Revelation." It's the revealing of who we are in this earth. Yeah. They're saying, "No, it's it's Jesus." No, it's talking about us because we are the Jesus. We are the anointed. And if you look at the seven chakras that they're talking about, isn't there seven seals in there? Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 The seven seals that no one can open in heaven and earth except the Lamb. We are that yeah. Lamb. Absolutely. We're crucified daily in the cross of this flesh. You know where it says, he said, unless I be lifted up, I can, I'll draw them in under Man. me. Yeah. I mean, people need to, they're reading the, the, they're reading the scriptures in a literal sense, which is going to cause them to lose out. Even the Messiah teacher said, my words are spirit and they're life. He said, he wants them to be written on the tables of our heart and mind, not on table or tablets of stone, which is and literal. That, and, and, that, and that's really why, you know, I, I, I'm all about, you know, people have to experience this on their own. I can't bring you to this understanding. I can't, I, I, the only thing I can tell you is my experience. That really is all I have. Because I can't oh, I know, you, you know, I, well, and I'm, I'm speaking in general, like if I, if I were speaking to friends of mine, it's like, I, I, I can't, the spirit of God is the one that draws all men. I will draw all men unto me. And so I have to trust that the spirit is going to speak to whomever it wishes and to whomever it deems necessary to speak. And so that is part of the rest or part of the Shabbat for me is knowing and resting in that fact and knowing that, look, God is going to speak. He's speaking um, all the time to who, you know, to, to, to everyone. Um, Amen. But who, whosoever will, let him come. Let him come and drink of this water that I get freely. Um, people have to, you can, you know, that's the old saying. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink, right? You know, that's, I mean, that's the truth. It really, the, I heard a saying the other day that the uh, cliche becomes wisdom. You know, and, uh, you know, when a cliche, like you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink, that's a cliche. We've heard that our whole life. We didn't, you know, it's like, okay, yeah, but it's, it's the truth. I can't make anyone do anything and why would I I can't do that that's witchcraft I mean when you're trying to control uh, the minds of the people like the M you know MK ultra the mind control which is happening right now um, you know it that that's exactly what's happening right now people are their minds are full of fear and they're fearing what they see on TV they're fearing what they see on YouTube and uh, you know that is, you know, a controlling. Um, that's, that's, I mean, it, it's 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 crazy to 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 watch and observe, and, and I, I, I can't believe people are falling for it. And a lot of people aren't falling for it. 
there's a lot of people waking up right now, and they're seeing this stuff, and they're going, wait a minute, something doesn't add up. This does not add up. And I'm really excited about what this is doing um, in our society of people that are like, man, and I remember I preached to people years and years ago. I'm like, man, I'm telling you, this is, it, it, I'm telling you, man, don't, don't, don't trust what you see on TV. I had a guy literally called me yesterday, um, and I, it's a guy I respect, I love, I grew up, um, I, I looked up to him. He's a bass player. He's an amazing musician. He's got a lawn care company in Myrtle Beach. And uh, he, he called me, and I missed his call because I was working in the garden. And uh, so I called him back, and I missed, you know, he didn't, you know, pick up, but he called me back. And I hadn't talked to this guy in probably a year. And he said, uh, he, he called me. I was like, hey, man, what's going on? He said, hey, uh, he said, Matt, I just wanted to call, and I wanted to get your take on what's going on in the world right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what? Like, me? <clears throat> he said, man, I, I'm telling you, I know that what's going on is not what, what, what I think something else is going on. And I just really want to, sometime soon, I want to sit down, I want to pick your brain, and I want you to tell me what you think is going on in the world. Because I don't think what's going on is really what's going on. So, I mean, I say that to tell you that people are, uh, they're they're very suspicious about what's happening in the world. And I know a verse that says, in that day, they will grab hold of the skirt of him that is a Jew and say, what is the reason for the hope that lies within you? And, you know, I really feel like that that is what's going on today, is that people are going to get to the point where they're like, they're going to grab hold of people that normally um, they, they probably said, yo, you're crazy. I mean, that guy's crazy. Oh, Jim. Oh, Jim, that, that guy, he's nuts. And you probably are experiencing this. They're going to call you up and be like, Jim, man, what, what, what's going on, man? What, what's really going on? Tell me what you think, you know? And, uh, well, you know, brother, you don't know how true that is. I've been, I, I like I said, I'm, I'm 60 some odd years old. And, and for many, many years, uh, I've been studying and researching many things. And in my younger year, I was a, a minister. I quit that because the more I dug, I found out that, uh, you know, that wasn't the place for me. And and I also worked for Uncle Sam for a few years. I no longer do that because that ain't the place to be either. My My main concern is understanding and living for the ever living with every fiber of my being and every breath that I breathe. And, you know, this is let God be true and every man a liar. And at the same time, you know, it says a wise man changes his mind often, but a fool never does. And believe me, I I study the ancient texts, I study along the Greek, the Hebrew and Aramaic and other things. And there's a lot of things there. And believe me, I check, double check, triple check, quadruple check myself all the time. Because I want to make sure 
that when I tell somebody something, I better know what I'm talking about. And I better be able to back it up because I do not want to mislead anyone anywhere for any reason or anything. You know, I want to be able to, when I even most people on here know that when I, when I tell you the things that I tell you, I'm coming from my own perspective. What I know works and what I know is real because it's happened in my life. Now, whether it happens in anybody else, I, I can't answer that. Only you can. And I usually tell people, I'm coming from the perspective that I've studied and researched and I know. And I, like they said, I've practiced, you know, the, you know these, with these weapons. I know what it's all about. You know what I'm saying? With, right. When you talk about when you talk about the Kundalini and that, I've had those experiences, and I, you know, and the, and how I received the Holy Ghost. I mean, I can tell you a story there. I mean, you talk about miracles. I mean, uh, it's happened. I've raised the dead in our lifetime. Whether you know the Creator raised them, you know He does the works. But it's happened in my life. Sure. I mean, I've seen it, Man. and it right even in San Antonio, Texas, it was even in the paper. It's nothing that I did, but I mean, uh, believe me, God's word is absolute, 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 a hundred percent true, and then some. Whether man believes Amen. it or not, I mean, God is absolute truth, and if we don't conform to what He says about us and what it says about everything, then they wonder why they're getting the, you know, getting their apple cart messed up. It's because they're not, they're following after doctrines with itching ears. They're not staying true to the, the, you know, the knowledge and understanding of the divine creator. And I'm not saying that I have it all. I don't. I'm learning just like everybody else. But what I do know, I can back up. And it's not just in one place, but several places you know, that I can give the information, you know, because like I tell people, I could talk to you all day long. That don't mean you're going to believe anything I say. But if I just hope that I can spark something in you to cause you to go look, I say, because the bottom line is when you see it and you look for yourself and you see it, you're going to believe yourself over anybody and everybody because you've seen it. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And and, and, uh, and Jim, I, I say that, you know, I absolutely, you know, this world is desperate for people like you that have experienced these things. And if they would stop and listen to what you have to say, um, and, and I, I, I truly believe that, like, we're losing um, – you know, Brother, of but all of, all of us have yeah. this. I mean, you, me, Michael, and all of us, whatever we bring together, that's why it says come together and, you know, and, you know, we overcome the adversarial mind and heart of man is by the words of our testimony. That's what builds Amen. up our most holy faith. I mean, it's not just Amen. me. It's not just you or Mike. It's all of us combined. Like I told uh, a friend of mine the other day, just one or two words. 
I mean, something you said the other day just sparked something in me, and then man, it just made, it just it was like reading a half a book, so to speak. It made so many and, things yeah. just pop out, and and everybody says, "Well, I don't know what I can say. I don't have much to say." Hey, God tells us, "Open your mouth, and I will fill it," and that's all it takes. If you have the courage enough to step out in faith and open your mouth and tell the good things. God will put it there and give you the boldness, the strength, the goodness. And I mean, just like you did earlier, man, I, I'm telling you, I was, and Mike knows, <laughs> I have to put it on uh, 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 mute sometimes because I'll get uh, speaking in tongues here and uh, I mean, the, spirit, the, the spirit gets to moving and, I, you know, we're recording the call. So I don't. And I'm not ashamed of that, but, you know, I want to have a clear recording, you know, because some sure. people under, understand it and some people don't, you know, so. But, uh, I mean, there's so many yeah, things I, here. I, I, I guess what hey, uh, hey, guys, Matt, Matt, can I say okay. one thing before you go? Um, uh, uh, Gil texted me privately and just told me that he was trying to get on the call to just express his joy as well and uh he was just really really just you know just the the joy and the emotion of your testimony he just wanted to say thank you so i'm just going to convey that message for him yeah yep well brother he was love you gil love you he was just on here he he was just on here on the phone i wonder why he didn't speak up i unmuted him Oh well, I mean, it, it, honestly, um, I I just put myself on mute because I was just enjoying listening to you guys go, man. So I mean, I, probably he felt the same way, and uh, I, I don't know. He, he had to go. He had to, he had to go do something with his family, so he sent me a text and just asked me if I'd convey that message to Matt. So it's been great, man. This is awesome. So I. You know, I, I know we got some other callers too. Is, is there anybody? I mean, I, I don't want to cut you off, Matt, at all. But but no, uh, I'm done. I'm done, man. Any other caller? Yeah, let's bring them in. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sorry if I, you know, got to talking too much. That wasn't my intention. But you know, the joy of the Lord is my strength. So, <laughs> <laughs> Amen. I, you know, I'm not I'm not going to apologize for that. But you know, I do want to make sure that everybody has you know, has a chance here, I, you know. So if you have something to say, please do it now. Maybe Donna will come on because she had, she was sharing with me today a testimony that was just amazing. So maybe, maybe she'll unmute and come on. You there, Donna? I know Gary's in there, I know. Hey, uh, hey I'm trying to get on. Um, my phone, I didn't know my battery was getting low. And so I was trying to um, plug it up in Steve's studio here. So that's how come I wasn't with you for a second. How are y'all? That was a great call. Oh my gosh, I love that Matt. I resonated oh, with him. Oh, my goodness. He spoke my language. He's my, he's my tribe. He, what he said was what I think. <laughs> wow, that was really good. I wish I could remember something he said was exactly, exactly what I said. Gosh, he said several things that, that come out of my mouth. Um, that was just confirmations. I appreciate all of y'all. You know, it helps to have y'all during this 
type <laughs> situation. Oh, one thing he said that I like, I like him because he admits that, hey, i got a little doubt in Thomas that I have to deal with. I like people that do that. <laughs> All of y'all are good about that, but, hey, I'm the kind, um, back when I went to a traditional church, <laughs> they always made fun because me and Brother Paul, there was a man named Brother Paul. I loved him. We were quick to go to the altar and confess our sins. We were like, what's the matter with the rest of y'all? I mean, it was like nobody else wanted to go, you know, and not confess, but you know what I mean, go down for prayer or say, hey, we have needs. And so I liked that because he admitted he had doubt in Thomas. And I liked the way he said that God sometimes goes ahead and the way I put it, he gives you stuff on credit. Um, you know what I mean, MJ, by that? In other words, he's done things for me before just because he knew I didn't know what I was doing, but I think he liked the fact I was trying. So he went ahead and gave me that desire yeah, or, or whatever. You know what I mean? It's like I go back and I go, oh, yeah. oh my gosh, you gave, you gave me that on credit. Oh, my gosh, you, gave, you so gave me that on credit because I wasn't at the place where I should have had that or been able to do that. But I think sometimes he perks his ears up when he hears one of his little ones say something and goes, look, look, I don't even know what they're saying, but they're saying something that I've been waiting on someone to say or hear, you know. And so, man, that was just good. That was my – but I do want to say this. Um, a storm was coming last night. And it had all these alerts on the phone and warning and tornadoes and all that. And I thought, tornadoes? Hey, we're living through COVID-19. Tornadoes, nothing. I mean, I'm thinking, oh, y'all crazy. Y'all, God's just speaking to us, man. So usually, you know, you get a little troubled about that. But for some reason, I had great peace about it because I kind of get what, I kind of get what y'all's doing because the guy last week said he's hitting the reset button. Exactly. And I already see good in my life coming out of this. I'm not saying I don't get scared. I'm not saying that I don't because I have an 89-year-old mom, she'll be 89 in August, that I worry about accidentally bringing something in. I'm not saying I don't have that human female emotion, but I'm starting to get stronger because of MJ, because of y'all and what you're saying. I'm starting to realize, hey, look here, look at me, don't look at the storm, you know, keep your eyes over here. And, and it's hard if you turn on that TV. That's why I'm getting more and more away from that. I used to like to watch Fox. I used to like to watch the TV. I've gotten to where more and more I'm doing like Gary would say. Now, Gary would watch it, Jim, just to um, educate himself because you need to know what's going on because you got to be on your toes, so to speak. You know, you got to gird yourself and you got to know what's coming and what they're doing. But guess what? At a certain point, if you look at it too much, it's like upholding the unclean thing. It's, it's not good. So for me, getting on this call is a reset too because we start – giving praise and testimonies, and it just builds our faith up. Like when you hear really cool people on here, and they feel the same way, and they've had the same experiences, and they've had the successes. So I didn't even hear anything last night. I didn't hear anything this morning. I actually slept late, and I heard thunder maybe one time, and people were calling me. People were worried. They were texting. I go, what are y'all talking about? They go, Donna, it hits your city so hard. I mean, it's bad. Like hundreds have been displaced. I said, really? And the airport got hit. They're not taking flights right now. Um, an 18-wheeler place, it just decimated. It's so sad. It decimated all their trucks. And I have two houses I'm selling right now because we bought this one and moved my mom in. And I have people in there that are trying to buy them. And the first thing I thought about, I said, I bet he protected our houses because not only did I put a bubble around my house that I'm living in, I put a bubble in their houses. And I called them, and they're fine. They're fine, both of those. And they were right beside the storm. Both of those houses were all around that storm, right on, the, right by the by I-20 was right on the storm. So I just think, I think y'all are helping me because, being a police officer, I worry 
and I've seen too much, and you can get caught up in that that world, and 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 you want to help everybody. I have a real problem with that because my heart it just breaks my heart that I can't help more and more people when I'm stuck here at the house with mom and everything. But y'all are just helping me to get through the storm, so to speak. Every one of y'all, and I love it because it's males. I'm other than patchouli, I'm usually the only female. And I just have always admired men. I didn't want to be one. Some of the women try to be like a man, want to get out there, and they, they can get you hurt or get hurt. Being a police, I never came in wanting to be like that. I, I just wanted to have my place. But I always loved men, and I respected men, and I get along well with men. I just adore them. And right now, I feel like I'm at the cream of the crop of men. Because for a period of time, other than Gary, Jim, people like that, you see some men that, I don't mean no harm, and I think it's in the scripture too, you see some that, and it's society, they kind of emasculate, and they put down the male concept, I guess you'd say, they try to do that in society, and some of them allow that, and it was sad for me. So when I get on here with you, I feel like I'm back in John Wayne territory with y'all. Some tough, Amen. good men. I feel like, praise God, the Duke is back. Hallelujah, <laughs> these are some real men. And these are men, hey, these are men that love your love their wives and they love the female and they're nurturing and you want to follow under them. I, I have no problem being a female and being under that if a man acts like a man. But what I have a problem with is when some of them allow themselves to be feminine. What do you want to say? I don't know how to put it, but society. Effeminate. Yeah, yeah, really, yeah. really effeminate, right? And and really, society with all this craziness about gender. Look what they're doing to the young men growing up. This is yeah. it breaks my heart. And if they don't have men like you in their lives, they're not going to know anything about being a male and what God says about it. And it, it breaks my heart. That's the quickest way they can take over is doing this by the diet, by the by the social, by the way that schools are. The think about it. But golly, I get on here and y'all make me. I'm like Jim. I want to twirl around and dance over here and turn turn the mute on and holler. I'm like, hey, it's rubbing Lord. off. Yeah, yeah, it's rubbing off. It's rubbing off. But we're all well. We're all well. Our bodies are healthy. We're thankful. We're thankful. And I'm learning a lot about. You know, I like nutrition. I'm like Michael Joseph. I know God can do it, and I know we can do all things with our mind. But I kind of just. Gary always was like that, Jim. You know, we were always buying gadgets. I called him Inspector Gadget and myself, too. We were always buying. We just liked the natural stuff. We liked, that's why they call me Dr. Bombay when they meet me. And I just like learning. And one thing, Michael Joseph, I need to send you this. There was an Indian woman on the other night, and I prayed. I prayed before I saw this, and I saw it. And that's the way a lot of times y'all gives me stuff. Sometimes he don't say, Donna, hey, do this. He just sends something random, and I know it's from him. But I prayed and I asked him. Um, I knew the vitamin C is good. I knew D is good. I knew the zinc's good. I'm taking some antivirals just because I think that my immunity was a little bit low. But anyway, I asked him why everybody's saying that the black people in Louisiana are dying at a horrible rate. It really grieves me. I have some black friends that I adore. I love them. And one of them called me. She just said, Donna, I just don't understand it. She goes, my my friends, it took out four of my friends in one family. She goes, two boys in their 20s, COVID-19 took out, and their dad and their mom. The, girl, the girls were living somewhere else, and so they didn't pass. Then she called me back, and she two ministers she knew passed. And then a 30-something-year-old they sent home with Stana's passed. And then this is almost every day, and I know Miss Brenda. She's not telling the story or exaggerating. So I told Steve, then Governor Edwards got on there, and he said, you know, that, 
for some reason, 70-something percent of the deaths in Louisiana are black people, and there's only 30-something percent of blacks in Louisiana, and it troubled me. So I, hey, okay, I asked um, God, I just said, God, could you just tell me? I want to know. I have not because I asked not. I should be able to ask and get an answer, okay? Mm-hmm. It, was real, it was real early in the morning, like 3, 4 in the morning. I was still up. I don't know what I was doing, but... I went in there and turned on the TV. An Indian lady came on it, lady doctor. She just got right into it. And, you know, they're hard to understand. She was saying vitamin D, vitamin D, and I knew that. But here's what she said that blew me away. She says it is ridiculous the amount of vitamin D they're saying to take. It's not going to do anything for your or your immunity. It's too low. And she said that the, the amount they say, like when they test you and all, it's 400, 800 IUs or whatever that they say take. She said that will only prevent rickets. That's just the bare bone minimum that will prevent rickets. She said there is a massive, massive epidemic of low vitamin D in our country and around the world. She said it's tragic. She said because during the winter, like eight or nine months in Louisiana, it's raining, it's nasty. People can't get out even if they want to because it rained so much this year. And so that's why their immunity is down. And she went through a whole thing, Michael Joseph, is explaining what vitamin D does and how it attacks the coronavirus. And if you've got plenty of it, you won't end up on the respirator in your system. But she said everybody that died on a respirator that she's checked or had any affiliation had died from low vitamin D. And, you know, you need the D3 with K2 if you can take K2. And so she was saying, it resonated with me. I said, Father, oh, my gosh, I had bought some more, and I was taking it, but sort of willy-nilly. And she said, I'm talking you need 5,000 IUs, and mine were 5,000. She said, but if I were you, if you even think you're low, I would take 10,000 a day. She said, it's not going to hurt you. It's not going to hurt you. And, and listen, but get, it gets better how God does. Oh, my God, it gets better. It gets better. Okay, she's telling all this stuff. She goes, ARS is a condition when at the end of their life on the respirator, it's like a terrible storm because you don't have the vitamin D, D to fight this. And so they literally, I guess they drowned to death. It's just tragic. Where if they'd had vitamin D, she thinks they would have made it. Well, then I got through watching it, and the next one that came up was an English gentleman. It was nothing to do with the virus. He was brilliant. It was called Vitamin D and the Immunity. I saved it. Okay, I just start listening, and then I got the connection with my black friends. I got it. I got it. I think I do. And he and Steve said, well, he didn't make the correlation. I said, I know he didn't. I made him listen to both of them. I said, but do you see the correlation? He said, absolutely, I do. I said, God did that. Okay, he was talking, and he said that, that blacks don't make as much vitamin D as whites. And I was afraid they'd think he was racist saying that. It's not a racist statement. In fact, it's more embarrassing for the whites. If, if it was racist, it'd be on me because I'm very fair. What it is, black people with their culture way back, now he explained it better than I do, so just bear with me. He was saying they didn't have to make as much because their climate where they, genetics and where they were originally from, they were out in the sun. They were working hard. They had sunshine and melanin, which I would like to have more melanin. In other words, they were darker. They didn't have need as much. Their bodies didn't produce as much. Didn't have exactly. To. Exactly. It's going to get exciting. This is going to get God right here. God just said it. I'm telling you God put it together. So look, they didn't have to make as much. They have melanin. But they live in Louisiana now. We could not get out. We had no sunshine this whole season. I'm telling you, we've got mold everywhere. I've never seen the wet like we've had this year, y'all. We didn't see sunshine for weeks upon end and months. Now watch this. Watch the connection y'all gave me. 
okay, it's not their fault. They're they're in a different country. They're they're we're Americanizing and, and they were raised here, they're Americans. Okay, so they don't have as much vitamin D. People like me that are very fair have to make their own because he said something about us moving up north that our bodies acclimated evolved to make more vitamin D. But y'all, I'm very fair. I haven't been out in so long. I probably need a massive dose and I've probably been not doing it exactly right. So here's my point. He's also said that she did. I don't know which I'm going to send them to y'all. Okay, one of them said that vitamin D regulates um, your blood pressure. I went, oh, wow, I didn't know that one. It is a hormone. And she said high blood pressure is a problem with COVID-19. People that have high blood pressure can really uh-huh. have a storm. Now watch this. Yeah. Vitamin D regulates the blood pressure, but they're slapping them on all these blood pressure medications instead of giving them or advising them. They don't know. Okay, so if they could take the vitamin D, they would knock out their high blood pressure, their hypertension. It probably would help with everything, diabetes and everything. And so it's a perfect storm, she said. This is why they're dying because they're low on the vitamin Ds and their Cs and their Zs and their Bs. Yeah. They're not eating right. America's okay. stress. Okay. Man, so, it's let me let me throw in this right now, okay? I knew I was in a. I, I, I always knew that I was in a a a, a lower income uh, neighborhood when I saw Church's Chicken across the street from another chicken uh, uh, place. Like so, Church's right. was one on one side, and then there would be Bojangles or Popeyes on the other. Okay, so. Here's the thing about I've studied this out a lot, and I'm telling you that the the black people, the black gen- genetics, they cannot, they're not able to handle, um, you know, uh, uh, fast food, chicken, and stuff like that. So why is it that every uh, area where there is Low-income people, there's churches and Bojangles on every freaking corner. Money, I'm telling money. you, they, they, exactly. So, in what you're saying, Donna, it's absolutely true. It's absolutely true because their genetics are different than white people. They're different. But, different. But get this. Get this. Hey, get this before I forget. I'm so afraid. Of, and I want to hear what you say because you're brilliant. But get this, and I want to add a piece, and then you tell me. Okay. It's like Yava was showing me this, like a download like Gary, and I don't get that, I guess, because I don't ask enough. I'm going to start asking more. But listen, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I'm going to start asking. Yes, I didn't think he would do that with me, but honey, he gave it to me. I've never had it like this. I did, my mind just started working and putting pieces together because I love these black people. You don't know. I just love the ones at my department. These are the most awesome, and it's a shame, and they're asking me, Donna, what, what's going on? I'm like, I don't know. I'm going to check. Watch this. They eat a lot of pork, right? Okay? And mm-hmm. pork is not good for them. Right, watch this. Watch this. I've been telling Miss Brenda, stop eating it, Brenda. Stop, stop. I mean, the Bible's not saying that just a you know, so you can't have pork, but pork is hard on y'all, and, and it's a compliment to y'all, because, you know, y'all think y'all were older, and y'all lived over in Egypt, and not, you maybe so, y'all were black Hebrew Israelites, well, you don't need to be eating this pork, because guess what it does, have you ever, I've never heard a white person say this, but blacks say, it runs my pressure up, Miss Donna, that's what they say, and I go, ooh, and it probably is not good, and it probably does it for the whites, too, because high blood pressure is rampant now, with even children and everything else, but see, 
They're eating pork, which is unhealthy for them right now. They don't need to be eating Absolutely. that during COVID. Okay, and then Absolutely. you're right. They're not. You're right. They're not eating properly. They're, you're right. They got them. It's so wrong. So guess. <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> I've been coughing. It's sinus because I went outside. But anyway, listen to this. I call her. I go, Miss Brenda. I go. I go, you got to get you some vitamin D, honey. I'm going to get you some and send it to you. She goes, oh, praise the Lord. I go, get you some vitamin D3, though, is the best one. And I said, if you're, you're not on blood, and for some reason God told me this, because I don't know where this come out of my head. I go, now, you're not on blood thinners, are you? She goes, no. I said, well, good. I'm going to get you the kind with K2, vitamin D3, K2. That's what you need. I said, because the K2 makes the D3 work. It doesn't work as well without that. And, you, and Michael Joseph, you need the C to make it work, and it does all this stuff with your calcium, too. So I told her, I said, I want to talk to your pastor. He's a really sweet man, and when my mother was sick, he prayed for my man, mother. Oh, my gosh. I said, I want to talk to your pastor. After Easter, after y'all have I said, I want you to call him. I said, I want him to do something for me and tell his church, I want y'all to get on this vitamin D and go sit out in the sun when you can. She goes, Miss Donna, she goes, last week, Something told me, I, I just know the Spirit told me to go sit in the sun. She goes, I've been, she goes, Miss Donna, remember I was real sick all winter. She goes, I think I might have had that, Miss Donna. I, I said, I know, Brenda, you were sick. They called that the flu for months. She goes, but the Spirit told me to sit in the sun. I said, you know why? You needed the sun. That's the disinfectant. She said, I have been doing it for a week. She goes, they get on to me and say, get out of that sun. She goes, nope. I've been, I said, girl, you saved your life. But y'all, I just want to tell you that because, Steve, watch those two programs. He comes out. He's funny because I do all the buying stuff. He goes, we got any vitamin D? I said, yeah, I've been giving it to you. He goes, has it got uh, 5,000 IU? I said, yep. He goes, is it K2 in it? I said, yep. Well, he said, okay. But it, it's so, impressive Donna, to watch that. So here's the thing. Here's the thing about vitamin D, okay? You can take all the vitamin D you want, but if you don't, magnesium is the thing that actually allows the body to get vitamin D. So, you know, here's the thing. You've got to have have magnesium is the the thing that allows the body to accept vitamin D. So you can be out in the sun all day long unless... We need that. You've got to have magnesium. And so I'm telling you that Water, you've got to hydrate. In other words, the body works, and we're all 75% water. Okay? Yeah. That's just the way it is. We are 75% water. We have to be hydrated. We have to. And so what's happening in the black community, and I've studied this for years. I've looked at Pill Valentine. I've, I've watched everything come down the pike about melatonin, uh, mel- uh, yeah, all of that stuff. No. And I'm telling you, um, I followed Dr. Sabi. I've looked at all the, you know, the, you know, the black community. They don't, they should not even be eating meat whatsoever, period. The black community oh, should wow. not be eating meat at all because oh, wow. they, don't, that. they don't process meat the same way that we do. They don't process, I mean, like, for instance, uh, nuts and nuts and berries. Okay, we have to soak our nuts. Um, as white people, we have to soak our nuts because it has um, toxins in it that um, you know can really, really disrupt our stomach. 
Well, black mm-hmm. people don't have to do that. They can eat nuts and berries. You know, you know they have no problem with that. Uh, alcohol, okay? Alcohol, white people can, uh, we can actually um, uh, disseminate alcohol better. White, black people cannot. They cannot have alcohol. So that's what I'm saying. Like, if you look at the haplotype of the person, um, you understand that, that um, you know, back in the day, they, they ate fruit out of trees. They, they could just walk out their, you know, you know, walk out their yard. They could eat fruit out of trees, blah, blah, blah. Everything was good. Um, that's not their environment anymore. Our environment has changed. And so I've, I've studied a lot about the haplotype, and the haplotype is not the blood type. It's about where your genetics were originally, originally you know, uh, used yeah. to. So it, there's a lot at, at play here. And, but what I'm saying is, is, like, when, when I look at the lower-income housing, lower-income places, and I see churches kicking across the street from Popeyes, and, and, and I'm like, wait, what's going on here? This is not, this is crazy. These, our, our, I have basically, no, they're my, getting my, all my of us. You know, yeah, they're getting and, all of us. So we all are eating they, stuff we should, it's terrible. And I know better, too. Exactly. And I'm glad, so I'm glad I've been Hey, hey, guys. So, um, yeah, I, I wanted to just say one thing, and then I, I, unfortunately I have to get off the phone here, but I wanted to share. Uh, Donna, I watched both those videos, and the oh, day after the day that I watched those videos, I went out and, and got myself some uh, D3 and K2, and I started taking 10,000 international units a day. And I'm going to tell you, my general psyche, you know what I think is going on is that in the computer age where we are right now, people spend too much time indoors, and they don't get they don't they get do. the uh, you know I mean think about like you said like the the African people you know um, their skin's dark so you know they're out in the sun they got no problem. Well, as we went north, we had to lighten our skin. It's just a it's just an evolution thing you know it's an evolution thing and so. Um, and so we have to go outside and and get that sunlight. And if we don't, we better be supplementing. We better be supplementing. uh, So what I found was, is I'm, you know, I'm taking right now, I'm taking probably, uh, 10 grams of vitamin C a day. I'm taking 10,000 milligrams of, um, no, 10,000 international units of, uh, vitamin, um, D D three and K two a day, and I'm taking um, uh, vitamin B every day, niacin, all that every day, and vitamin E. I'm taking two thousand international okay. units of vitamin E a day, and I got to tell you, I, I was experiencing a little bit of uh, neuropathy in my in my feet. I thought maybe I was getting some kind of um, diabetes or something. I don't know what. I mean, I just had no idea. And I'm telling you what, man, this this uh, vitamin D and vitamin E. When I started taking that this this week, 
Oh, my God, it just uh, went completely away, you know? Well, just completely away. Michael, uh, let, let me, let me, let me, let me um, get in here and say, look, there's nothing better than um, – you can take all the vitamins you want, but if you don't sweat and if you don't have um, some kind of um, aerobic activity, um, you're, you're, you're basically um, – it, it it doesn't work near as well. You've got to sweat because, uh, look, the way I was taught is, is, like, when you see lightning, like, we have these storms, right? Lightning happens, and what's happening with the lightning is lightning is burning up the nitrogen in the atmosphere. It's burning up the, uh, the ammonia in the atmosphere. Okay? Really? So, when you don't sweat, you have to sweat this stuff out because you have a buildup of nitrogen in your body. And if you is sweat and working out and moving your body is the only thing that's going to burn that shit off. And excuse my language. That's brilliant. That's but, brilliant. No, that's um, brilliant. You have, to move, you have to move your body because that is the lightning that's happening in your body. It's, it's burning that's that stuff good. off. So that, I just want to share that, um, you know, you can take all the uh, supplements you want, but it's nothing, nothing's going to supersede you being in the sun. You have to be in the sun. You have to work your body. You have to sweat. Yeah. I bet MJ sweat. does better. MJ. I bet yeah, MJ gets absolutely. out a little more than we do. I bet MJ gets out and, more. And, I'm and the I'm, one. Yeah, I'm no, the I, I've been... This past, uh, I'll tell you this though, that this past, uh, once I started, once I watched that video and I started in with the 10,000 um, IUs of uh, vitamin D, um, I found that I had energy. I, I couldn't, I couldn't sit still. I had to get up and be doing stuff. I, I, I literally, I took the honeydew lift and I knocked that slam out of the park. And then I, and then I went well, looking I for something else to do. <laughs> yeah, amen, amen, brother. And guess what's even better? I mean, it's a confirmation to Maddie. Guess what is a confirmation to you? And I just got chill bumps when you said this. Watch what y'all had me do before I saw those tapes and even asked. Okay, I, I knew that I'm not exercising enough, and I knew I'm not doing stuff enough, taking care of my mom, trying to take care of Steve. So we had this far infrared sauna. And we loved it, and we used to get in it all the time. And it is so good because it makes you sweat, and it goes into the core, and you pump out those toxins. That's what they put the firefighters from 9-11 in to get rid of toxins because it really heats up your core, and you just pump sweat. And then you're more motivated to go maybe get on your bike or, or do a treadmill. So I told Steve, I believe in this time when we had these pandemics, we need to get our infrared sauna working. When we moved, we gave some parts away to a fellow that needed them worse than us. So we didn't fix it. Well, then we let it get expensive to do. And I told Steve, I'm ordering parts. He said, right now with all this going on? I said, I sure am. Because COVID-19 doesn't even like heat anyway. I said, Steve, we need that. Y'all's just trying. He's using all this to make us behave ourselves and get back like we used to be. Because I told him when I got in this house, I was going to do it. So I ordered the parts, and I was praying when they came in they would work. Last night, we gathered around. And then while we were waiting on the parts is when I found all this out about the D and how it works well with what you were saying with the C and magnesium and all. Okay, so last night, we got it working. It was weird because we had to rewire it kind of, but guess what? We got it working. That sucker will go up to 
Usually you don't sit more than 120-something degrees. But I'm going to tell you something. I never felt as good as I did when I got in that thing. So when you said that yeah. about the lightning, I went, but guess what? When you said something about the lightning, the lightning is that 120-something degrees sweat in the yeah. red core for me. And I relaxed. Absolutely. And then y'all, I've come out there Listen, that you just told me, but look what y'all did for me. Yeah. He answered my friend Black. He answered her. I said, Brenda, get off the porch. Yes, ma'am. I had. I said, Brenda, get off the porch. Yeah. Get your go back. Sit outside. I said, walk outside in your yard. You don't have to get around people. I said, start taking that. But I got a question for you, Maddie, because you sound great. You sound very knowledgeable. I love it. Okay. I like to take magnesium, particularly at night, sleep well. Let me tell you what I've done that's probably incorrect. I've kind of backed off because let me tell you why. I've always had normal, kind of normal to low blood pressure, but my blood pressure started dropping lower than I could understand. And that I'm not as well versed on why my blood pressure is getting a little low. Gaze was getting a little high in response to stress. Mine's getting a little low. I go, dang. So I got a little scared to take magnesium because at night that would lower more. So what do I, what do you think, Maddie? I don't know. As far as I know, I don't know. How much, how much water do you drink during the day? Try to drink a lot, but I'm afraid maybe I haven't been drinking enough. Uh, so you think that's it? You think that would make the pressure low? Well, I mean, here's the thing. Yeah, we're made of 75% water. We have to have yeah. water. Water is the spirit. It is the physical representation yeah. of, um, you know, so, and, and now, not just, okay. just any water. You need to have uh, mineralized water. Yeah, not good water. Mineralized water. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I'm not a doctor, and I'm not, I'm not trying no, to, you know, um, you know, treat or, or any of that stuff. Let me let it be known. Um, but you I should. Would, I would. I would definitely suggest that you know your water intake increase uh, because um, we are made up of water, and that is definitely um, going to help. Um, Thank you. Thank you. Um, move move things around, and uh, yeah. so that that would be my only suggestion. Is like you you need to at I'm least I think it's uh, uh, water intake needs to be the de uh, depending on your weight, you need to have um, I think it's at least um, eight eight what ounces is it? less of water per per per. Oh, like whatever your weight per is. Per person in one day. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So I think a lot of people yeah, is, they're not hydrated. A lot of a lot I'm of heat happens because we're not hydrated enough. Um, our bodies can do, you know, our bodies can deal with a lot of stuff if we're not hydrated. Um, and uh, so I, I think we're, we're we I need think you're you know, right. all this. All these vitamins are great, um, and we need to do them. And because I've been taking, you know, fifteen hundred milligrams of vitamin C a day, um, but I'm also doing about twenty-four to eighty hundred twenty, at least a hundred twenty um, ounces of water a day. I'm okay. doing a hundred twenty. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're exactly. doing that. Yeah. I so, thank you for that so, because yeah. oh my, thank you for that. I think you're right. I didn't think about the water being low blood pressure. I guess I was thinking it would make it higher. But you're right. I think it would. You're right. I agree. 
That's awesome. The normal, sure the normal intake of water a day should be should be eight eight ounce glasses of water. Right, at least That's right per day. Yeah. Yeah, well, but you gotta it, it, watch uh, that you don't you don't drink too much either, because right. there's people that drink. Uh, I mean, you know, like a yeah, gallon or a gallon and a half, or sometimes two well, gallons, and they end up dying. The problem the problem with that is, Jim, is that those that water is not mineralized. It's absolutely it's um it, it's uh it's dead, distilled dead. and has no mineral content in it at all. And and so I would I I say that um, if you if you're going to have water, it needs to be mineralized. It needs to be um, you because when you distill water, you're taking all the minerals out of it completely out of out of water, and that's not the way that water uh, responds. I mean, water if you're going to accept water. It's, it's going through, um, you know, rocks. It's, it's a free-flowing water. You know, it's going through rocks and it's being mineralized by the rocks. And you have That's to true. have mineralized water in order, and, and it has to be alive. It's not just dead water. And most of the water, if you buy bottled water and you drink bottled water, you think, oh, I'm, I'm doing a, a service to my body. The water is dead. It's dead. Yeah. No, what's happened with the water that people drink nowadays, what they're doing is they're putting, uh, uh, what do you call it, in the water? Uh, uh, Chlorine and fluoride. Fluoride in there. And if you look up the fluoride, that's rat poison. What Hitler gave them. They they fluoridate the water. And the thing is, I drink... Calcifies the pineal. the pineal gland. That it calcifies yeah. the pineal gland, and that's how you can know know what the pineal gland looks like in an X-ray because they've looked at it and they know the pineal gland because it's calcified with fluoride. Yeah, I drink distilled myself, and I, I mean, my energy levels, you know, through the roof, and. It, I mean, it's the same thing they put into a battery, you know, is distilled water. That's yes, what gives the you have to have the electrolytes. I understand. Electrolytes are what makes that distilled water work. And you have to have salts. And you have to have those salts like Epsom salt or magnesium, by the way. You have to have some kind of mineral that electrifies. That's what electrifies the water. And so, unless you have, what I use actually is um, a a sachet by a company. It's called Zuma. Uh, It's 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 an MSM company, but I don't give a crap because I know they they get it from um, the Okinawa coral reef. Uh, It's all the stuff that drops down from the coral reef, and it's got all the all the minerals in it. I put it in my water and I shake it up like a toroidal field, and oh, the minerals yeah change the molecular structure of the water um, to the to the point where the body can accept um, the it, it, it's I don't know I it's magic. It. You don't get it from there almost now, like do Patrick you? Flanagan. Almost like Patrick Flanagan's water. If you ever Maddie, you don't get it from there now, do you? 
Um, I, 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 I do. Um, well, I mean, that water's it, contaminated over there because of the, uh, the uh, what do you call it, the nuclear uh, the kitchen. plant. Yeah, the kitchen. I, the I, I understand that, but the, the minerals cannot be contaminated. The minerals are... Um, you know, when you when you isolate those those minerals, I mean, they're kind of like you know what we're talking about. It's like, look, yeah, that all can go on, but you're not going to contaminate um, you know uh, calcium and magnesium. They're, they're going to do their thing. Um, so um, um, that, that I, comes I tend to differ with you. I mean, I tend to differ with you there, brother. I mean. Well, I mean, I'm not saying that's not true. I mean, I, I well, I, I mean, I used to be a paramedic uh, years back, and I know it's advanced and then, since then. But there's, I'm just saying, there's a lot of things. Of course, you need magnesium, and the people well, that normally people that get headaches, it's because their their body's uh, deficient in magnesium and things. I mean, well, there's a lot of different the, things. Here's the thing, Jim, though. I did. I did look into that because I was I was concerned about that. But where the where this stuff comes from is from one of the islands that the, where the uh, radiation happened. It was actually below where that happened, and so it actually the way that the radiation uh, progressed was where this stuff was was the last place in the world that it would uh, come back around to. So um, I did research that, and I found that the radiation went, you know, east, and it's actually where we get it from is actually uh, west of where that that is. So I did I did take that in consideration, and um, I mean whether it's true or not, you know, I I, I don't know. Um, I'm totally going on belief. Well, the reason why I'm saying it because uh, my wife is Korean, and she's from South Korea, okay, and uh, and they they've got uh, the radiation. I mean, it it just flowed out in many different directions. I understand the the water currents and stuff, and Japan's east of uh, Korea, okay. You know, out in the thing, you got China, and the other side, you got Korea there, west of that. And uh, all I'm saying is, you know, that people tell a lot of people a lot of things, but, I mean, just just be careful, uh, because when you take those things in, and maybe a year or two, five, six, ten years down the road, you find out you start getting... These things, just like on the west coast of the United States, you know, the starfish and stuff. I mean, they were out in the ocean. They went out there, and they were picking up starfish, and when they did, they just disintegrated in their hands. And they checked the water, and it was uh, high levels of uh, radiated water. They come yeah. all the way from and Fukushima. Yeah, and 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 that is definitely taking place, and and that's no joke, and and uh, you know I I took that, in, but at the 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 moral of the story is is like if you can have high mineralized water, water that's mineralized, um, you know that is 
absolutely the number one necessity for everyone um, right now. Like, you know, it really is. Um, and, and even like um, the idea of spinning your water, like um, I've looked at oh, Dan Winter. Yeah. Yeah. You talk about, yeah. Spinning, do you, do spinning you, the water. Do you, like, no, I was going to ask, do you like kelp? Oh yeah. No. Okay. So, so Michael Joseph, you might want to chime in on this. Um, I told Michael about um, the sea moss that Dr. Sabi talked about, and I can still get we can still get it um, from a place in Philadelphia. And back and, and, and matter of fact, it's called BlackandNoble.com. It's a black um, um, uh, it's a black community. They actually are getting um, sea moss from Grenada, and they have abundance of it. And I ordered, um, I ordered a pound of it, and a pound of it will last you forever. It will last you for a long time. You have to hydrate it. You can hydrate just little bits of it at a time. It only lasts for a couple of weeks in the refrigerator. But it has every vitamin known to man in it, iodine. It's got the uh, bromine, it's got the uh, selenium, things that the trace minerals that we don't normally get. Um, but I would totally suggest, you know, the sea moss, um, um, ordering some sea moss um, from, you know, um, really good places that, um, you know, that this stuff is not um, messing with. I'm telling you, it's got every vitamin. It's got more vitamin C than than orange. I mean, you you don't need much. I mean, it's just a tablespoon a day, and you're good. And so that's what I'm saying. We don't have to fear this stuff. There's things that God put on the planet to to. That's right. That's right. That's yeah. Right. You're talking about the seaweed, right? Or you call it sea moss? Yes. But yeah, it's seaweed. It's called sea moss. It's seaweed. Yeah, it's seaweed. It's a, it's well, a type of seaweed. Yeah. Seaweed, if you, if you take that, you know, the, the military, you know how they took the um, iodine pills? Yes. They yes. used to give them out. And they thought that it was going to protect them from the radiation and things like that. Well, it, it does on low levels, but not on the other. The the seaweed, if you eat the seaweed, uh, believe me, you will not get radiation poisoning. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But 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 if you eat the if you if you take the iodine pills, it depends on because the army did that there and all the officers they got deathly sick over it. But the well, uh, the, the troops well, I'm just telling you firsthand. I used to work for Uncle Sam, okay? Yeah. And, uh, and I'm not trying to be uh, facetious or a horse to sign in, but I'm, I'm just telling you what I know. And, I mean, well, been there, done that, and seen it. And it, it, uh, it, We were talking about earlier, we, um, when you have an isolate of a certain product, um, so – Say you're 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 fully into iodine. You oh, I'm going to give you iodine. Well, you know, there's the thing about trace minerals is that it's trace minerals. It's trace amounts. Like you only need a certain amount of iodine. 
you cannot get more if you get more than you're supposed to have, it can hurt you. And so yeah. you need you need something a plant based something that has the full spectrum of all of these minerals and the balance that they're supposed to give you. Because like zinc, for instance, everybody's like, Oh, you need zinc. Well, you don't need a lot of zinc. You need only a trace amount because it's a trace mineral. So you you have you cannot isolate something from a plant and give you high doses of it and expect it to work because that doesn't work. It has to be natural. It has to be a way that you get all the trace minerals in a way in a form that is natural. And sea moss or seaweed is that way to do that. And so the the thing about sea moss, and I, I sent it to uh, to Michael Joseph, and actually he ordered some, and, and I told him how to take it. You know, you don't need but a tablespoon a day. That's all you need. You don't need any more than that. Um, but it, it has the balance of those, the selenium, the iodine, the vitamin C, K, all those things we're talking about. Um, it has it all in, 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 in itself. And um, so... You know, that's the thing. It's like every, you know, a lot of people think, oh, this is good. I'm going to take more of it, and it's going to make it better. No, it's not. It's minerals are all supposed to be balanced in nature, and some things like trace minerals, you're only supposed to have a little bit of it, but as long as you have it, you're good. You know, calcium and magnesium are different stories. You know, you need more of that, but but if you don't have the trace minerals to balance all that all that stuff out, you know it, it you know it can be detrimental, and you have different um, people that have different uh, uh, problems, and and they're like, uh, you know, well, I don't know what's going on, and people say, well, take a supplement of this, and blah blah blah, and you can actually hurt them more than you're helping yeah. them because they yeah, you have to get the balance of that. But, so I'll tell you a supplement you should take that's essential for everybody to take, but a lot of people don't take it. I mean, they do. But it is absolutely essential for the body, for many, many things, for your blood vessels and every organ in your body. And that is selenium. Selenium. Oh, selenium. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, oh, over and above all the other minerals, that one is a necessity. That is a necessity. It, it is. And you know what, Jim? You know what, Jim? It's not in any other vegetable. It's not in anything on the earth. Asparagus actually is the thing that has selenium in it. Asparagus is one of the very, very few vegetables that have selenium because they've taken it all from the ground but that's what I'm saying that the, the sea moss has the selenium in it. It's got the bromine and the selenium and the iodine and the right balance that um, I, you know it can really yeah it can really correct a lot of uh, problems that people have. And if Michael Joseph was here you know he had to jump off a paint but you know another thing he said and when he said it my antenna went up just crazy because I recently started over the, well, back in the summer I started it. I started taking Moringa 
oh, my goodness, he takes it too. And I go, you do? Because most people, I didn't know much about it. That's the Moses plant. That's, he used the seed to purify the water. That plant is one of the type plants that has everything too. If you check out the Moringa, you know how to spell it, M-O-R-I-N-G-A, I think. Mm-hmm. The Moringa. Oh, my gosh, y'all. That, Gary got some seeds and I did too, but I, I laughed. I said, Gary, they're not going to grow good here because our climate's not right for it. But I, mine are only a couple of feet high, and they barely made it through the uh, winter because they're not really. Oh, you got like some growing? Or, are you growing? Yeah, I got some. I got, well, I got some growing, but really and truly, I, I read where they're not really conducive to Louisiana and we're too cold and too wet and all. But I grew them in my little patio over the winter, but they're tiny. They're supposed to be big by now. It's because of Louisiana. But then I read where there's a dwarf variety that's even better for here that would be better, so I might try to get some of those. Gary got some too. Bless Gary. Gary would love this call. I just, Gary, Jim knows. Gary and I bought a water machine. We bought a water machine. Y'all, this thing was about two grand. And y'all, that's the best water. And shame on me. Life got in the way. And when we moved, um, I packed that water machine up. I said, i got to get it out when we get home. I haven't got it out. I said, Steve, do you remember how to do it? I wish I could call Gary. Gary and I bought it at the same time. It was called the Living Water Machine. You would love that, Matt. People used to beg me for that water because it would make one called super water, and it would drop almost like the still water. It would take me hours to fill up a five-gallon jug, but then the other would run off fast. But that water machine put the water in a left-hand spin. That's what it did. It took the water, uh-huh. the structure of the water. It would spin it left, and it would structure yeah. the water. It was by, by Ellis, a man named Ellis. But John Ellis, I think, Gary got to know him really well. He bought so many machines. It had a blue bulb. It looked weird like a pressure cooker. And it had a little fan in there. It was weird. But I really think there was something to that well, water. They say, take that water. It would erase the memory, bad memory out of the water, too. Yes, absolutely. So when you put water in spin, okay, so when you, when you take water and you put it in a vortex, you erase right. the memory of water because water has memory, okay? So water yeah. has memory of, yeah. So, you know, all the pipes that it goes through to get to your spigot, you know, it's, it's yeah. taking on that memory. And so if you can erase the memory, the water, and then introduce that water to good good memory, good minerals, good, good, good things, just like a stream. Okay, so if you look at um, water that goes down a stream, it's going through rocks. It's 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 flowing through minerals already uh, naturally, you know. And and so like I went to Mexico when I was um, uh, a couple of years ago. I went to Mexico and I wanted to see some of the pyramids in uh, in Mexico. Wow. And 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 what I found out is is that they had lime limestone was everywhere. It was limestone everywhere. Well, limestone mm-hmm. is a it's an electrical conductor of, of, of electricity. So they had um, what they would do, how they would um, uh, how they would um, do their water, or, or, or um, how they would clean their water is they would let the water settle in the limestone, and they would build uh, like trenches where water would settle, and and they would stir it. They would stir it up, and they would let the water like stir in the minerals, and then they would let it settle, Man. and it would keep the water. 
and it made so much sense to me. It was like, yes, they're mineralizing the water. They're they're stirring it up in a tornado, and they're raising yeah, but the they don't have to be water. That yeah, and that's why the Hunters live so long. The Hunters is because their water ran over all that. That's why they think they live. They study them, and one of the main things was that water ran and, over limestone. And all. That's it. Yeah, I mean, and there's there's there's, there's really you know, I mean, I I don't know all the science to that, and I'm not going to claim I do, but I do think there's something too. Um, there definitely is plausible. Um, scientific studies that that says that you know if you drink charged water because it's electric it's electricity that you're really actually getting from the water um it's not just dead water that you're getting you know substance from i mean we know that the um the father says he he divided the waters from the waters okay where in scripture did it say that he created water Water always existed. There was never a time we said, "Oh, he created water." Water was always, you know, he. Oh, that's The spirit of God hovered over the face of the deep, right? God never created water. It was always, and and water is associated with spirit, and so you know. I, I look at it as like, wait, wait, man. He he never said he created water. He he brought the he brought the land out of the water. He brought he said, I'm gonna you know, let the land appear, right? Well right. but water is the spirit. Water is associated with spirit. And if you don't have water in your body, I mean, man, it's it's gonna you be a little water. difficult for you. Go ahead, Jim. I said, I said, if you don't have water, you don't have life. Right. Because that's a main ingredient in order for life to be on this planet. Amen. I mean, because even the oxygen in the air is created forth from the water and other things, the, the you know, the H2O. And, right. I mean, yeah. there's, there's so many different things there. Y'all are bringing back memories and getting me excited. I mean, it's just like, you, I mean, uh, water is very important, but I mean, the, the you know, like people, I mean, we all check out of here, but what people don't realize is that when the, the people that get, you know, cancer and things like that there, and it, I mean, if you have a doctor you know and that you can trust, I mean, that you've known for a while as a friend, ask him. Ask him, is it the cancer that kills the people? You know what he's going to tell you? No. Is it, It's that their body loses the electrical charge and it uh, takes down the... Um, no, that, it, you know... Now, I understand they see it and it becomes like a malignancy in there, but it's not the actual cancer that kills them. It's the electricity of the body. Our bodies are like batteries. When when it goes out, it dies, don't it? Yeah, yep, absolutely. And that's why you have to, you have, to have salt, you know, you know, for the body. And uh, many for the other electrolyte. things. Yes, I, I mean... 
Ooh, that's good. You know, Amen. I mean, it's there. I mean, oh man, it, 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 is. So... it is. It is, Jim. I mean, it's, it's very simple. This this COVID nineteen has been good for me. It scared the fire out of me. I, I, I think it, I needed it. I needed this to get back to what I there's to there's more on. something there's more something to that than meets the eye. Have you seen I like I was I was asking Michael earlier. Uh, he he got off the call, but uh, I asked Michael earlier about. Uh, I said, you know that island where they're burying all those people. All those bodies that they're burying, they, they're saying they're unclaimed. They don't have an identity. We know Aww. that's hogwash. No, we know that's hogwash. I think they're fabricating the numbers on this. And there's a reason why I'm saying that. I mean, because, you know, how do you hide something from people? In plain sight. <laughs> Yes, you're, that's exactly right. Out in plain sight. People don't think there's anything going on. There's nothing different. But that's exactly what they're doing. And how could they, you know, how did they know that, you know, that it was going to level off two weeks before it did? When it was running right. rampant. How could they actually say that? They can't. I, all I'm saying is because... You know, I worked for them before for 20-something years. And believe me, they tell you one thing, but they do another. And no, for it, sure. Uh, I'm just saying. White wolf would be all over this. Well, you know, he and I talked, we talked four or five times a day for over 16 years. And I've known him. Oh man, back when I was a young I man. Him. I, him. I mean, I'm in my I'm in my, 60s. I'm in my 60s now, but I knew him way back when we were young. <laughs> and uh and we went and you knew he was in special forces and things like that. You know, uh, but there's just a lot of stuff there that most normal how, let me just say this that most people don't are not privy right. to. You know what I'm People saying? Don't and sometimes uh -huh. when we say something, you know, people think, well, where did this lunatic come from? You know, you know, but it, it's not. It, there's, there's, I can, I mean, oh my God, if people really understand what's going to possibly take place here within the next wow. year or so, man, you talk about uh, a disclosure happening. Uh, oh man, there's like, like I say, there's that's a, why, that's why uh, what Gary Ray was saying. Uh, I remember Gary Ray saying, if you don't go within yourself and you don't find this within yourself, it's it's over. You have to do this. You have to go well, that's in a, yourself. That's a real life. Uh, well, he that's is correct. But, but see, the thing is, we have to come to an understanding of who and what we are. And the only way we can do that is by going within. It's not an external thing. It's an internal thing. You know, when the, the one yeah. that they're calling the Messiah, 
the one they're calling Jesus, which that wasn't his name. His name was Isa Manu. But uh, the thing is, he, uh, you know, he said the kingdom of heaven don't come with observation. You can't see That's it. That's right. And you'll never, you'll never see it in the physical sense. That's because it right. ain't that. It, he says we have to go within because it is the kingdom of heaven is, heaven is inside of us. It's the true under, understanding of who and what we really truly are. We are the almighty creator all having an experience. And uh, the, when, when we talk about the imagination or the mind, that is God. He is the consciousness that's in us, the life essence. Amen. You know, we're, Amen. We are not like we are not ourselves. We are that Creator having an experience that He has set forth every possibility, but it's playing out in a three-dimensional aspect here. That's why He told us, "My words are spirit; they're spiritual, mental; they're mind." He says, "I want it to be written on the tablets or tables of your heart." And not on tablets of stone, which is exterior. It's physical. He wants it to become alive within us. And when we come to that understanding of knowing and applying that, is there anything impossible to God? Absolutely not. Okay. It's, there's nothing impossible unto us either. We've just been lied to, misconstrued by false beliefs from our peers, our teachers, greedy people, and even our parents because they've been misled. That's why it says my people perish. They, they die out or are completely annihilated for the lack of knowledge. My people perish for the lack of knowledge. They don't understand. And it tells us in the very scriptures in the book of Isaiah, you know, I said that you are gods, but you will die like a natural-minded man mm -hmm. because you have, because you don't have no knowledge. You don't understand. He says, you hear, but you don't hear. You see, but you don't see. And uh, when you were talking about earlier, I was talking about how people saying I'm crazy and I'm out there, believe me. I've had several people, and those same people come back and they ask me to pray for them. And then one day, uh, you know, that got back to me from someone else I know, and and they come up and ask me to pray for them. And I asked them, I said, I'd like to ask you a question for pray for you. I'll pray for you, but I want to ask you a question first, I told them. I said, why would you want a crazy and insane person praying for you? <laughs> and they like, yeah, and they're like, uh, uh, uh. Well, I was letting them know that it got back to me, and I know what they were talking behind my back about. And uh, he says, well, 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 God answers your prayers. I said, well, you say you believe in God, and you read the same Bible I do. I said, why don't he answer yours? Well, he don't answer mine like he does you. I said, well, maybe, mm. you, have another, maybe you have another God. <laughs> Oop, and, oop. That, sounds, that sounds a lot like uh, uh, the, the prophet Elijah when he was like, uh, it sounds like uh, you, your guy's asleep. 
you know, why don't you guys uh, dance more and uh, cut yourself more, you know? <laughs> yeah, jump up and then he told him to pour water on it and to pour, I mean, flood it out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, flood it out, you know? <laughs> <laughs> But you, yeah. you know what I'm saying? That people, it, it's the way they perceive it, you know. It says, you know, uh, we've been tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine out there. And when the, it says, you know, when the day of visitation comes, you know, if they're, if they're not up on what's going on, they could miss their very day of, it, of a visitation. And everybody says, well, what do you mean God's going to come to him? Yeah, but he's not going to come out of the sky like they think. He comes mm -hmm. to the people through other men and women. Yeah, that's right. You know? Because and everybody, God everybody's looking for God a miraculous angel. Yeah, they're looking for a miraculous angel to pop out of the sky. I said, it ain't going to happen that way, dude. He said that man seeks for a sign. There is no more signs going to be given. You know, except the Christ in the belly Moses. of the earth three days and, you know, Jonah in the belly of the well. Yeah. You know. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, but, but see, everything gets, oh, man. And sometimes when I say these things, sometimes people get upset with me and mad. So, and I'm not apologizing right. for it. I'm just saying. It's not my intention to make no one mad, but, uh, you know, it's just that, I, I mean, it's there, and the word, and let me just say, the, with every fiber in me, in, not in, not only in thought, but in body and breath, you know, I'm giving it all to the almighty all, okay, the best I know how. That's why I check, recheck, and check, and check, and check again to make sure what I'm saying and what I'm studying, what I understand to know. You know what I'm saying? Because I do not want to mislead anybody. And uh, and sometimes my boldness gets, you know, it's out there. And later on it comes back from what other people said. This guy thinks he's, you know, a biblical scholar. I'm not coming from that aspect and if I come across that way please forgive me that's not my intention and, I, uh, but you know I well you know the, the you know how you get uh, you know joyous and zealous sometimes it just man you want to give them an axe in 238 you're going full force man <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah but, uh, hey, but y'all made me feel good because y'all reminded me of a time when I had all these gadgets out that made me feel better. It's making me want to get that water machine out. It can't be that complicated. We just got to figure out who to hook it up. Like oh, we used to. I was going to mention something. I was going to mention something. Y'all were talking about the water machine. I went to uh -huh. a rest restaurant here where I live in uh, in the town I live in. Uh, as you know, I told you before, I used to work for Uncle Sam, and I got away from him and told him, you know, they stick it where the sun don't shine. And uh, uh, I was over there one day, and an undercover federal officer came by there, and he was talking to me about things. And uh, he tried to say he was 
that he was in this this mind. He was learning about the mind, and uh, he was asking me questions. And I told him, I said, first of all, if you were who you say you were, and this neck, because I had asked him questions, and he was, he really didn't know and understand. So what I did, something so simple. I said, I'm going to do something so simple, and hopefully this will answer your question. I told him. Uh, what you think I know or what you think I don't know, you know, because that's what the federal officer was asking me. And I asked the waitress to get me two glasses of water out of the tap, and the guy watched her get them, brought them over, set them on the table. I took one and set it to the side, and the other one in front of me. You know what they call a three-finger technique? You take your your small finger and the you know yeah. the middle finger and the next one to put them together and then the you know your index finger is stuck out right. I had the water sitting there. I just run my hand around it, and within my mind's eye, I saw it sanctified and purified. And when they brought it, it was milky and you know how the water is, right? Got stuff in it. And you can smell oh, yeah. the water taste, right? And he, he checked it all out before I did this. And, um, you know, I took a couple deep breaths, and I just run my hands over, you know, when I say over it, it's around it, around the sides of it, and command it to be clear and pure and, I mean, excellent taste. Okay, and he watched everything I did. And when I was done, I asked him to taste the other one first. He he reached over and took a swig of it. He said, you can taste the, you know, the, what do you call it in it? The chlorine and stuff in it. I said, okay. And he looked at it. He said, it's, it's kind of milky and it's got like little particles in it. I said, okay. And he set that down. I handed him the other one. He uh, he takes that. He looks at it. He said, I don't see nothing in it. It looks absolutely, uh, you know, clear. There's no particles, nothing in it. He sticks his nose over it and smells it. He said, I don't smell the chlorine or nothing in it. And then he tasted it because he tasted the chlorine in the other one and could smell it. He takes that and he drinks that. He said, man, that's some good water. And he sits back. He said, what did you do to it? I said, well, you tell me. You watched everything I did. I didn't put nothing in. I didn't even touch the water. He said, but how did you do that? I said, well, you say that. I said, did you say that, that you're dealing with the mind and you know how uh, through whatever group that you're with, that you can do that. I said, I, I told you I was going to show you something so small, so minute, that this is just a small thing, the views in your mind. But I, I can do all things. There's nothing impossible. And he looks at me, and this is an FBI agent, okay? <laughs> and uh, he, uh, 
we, we were talking on a little bit. He's trying to get other things out of me, which I did not divulge. And he reached over, was going to grab that glass that I didn't do nothing to it. He got it and he put, started to take a drink. He looked at it and he set it to the side. He said, no, I don't want that one. I want the one, that one right there. And then he drank that. And uh, he said, that's got me mind boggled how you did that to that water. When I saw her get the same water out of the same spigot into those two glasses. I said, well, like you said, you're with a group that's dealing with the mind and you can do this and that. I said, this is something so simple, probably my grandson can do it. It wasn't no trick or anything. It's the frequency through the body, mind, connection that will make it more pure than any machine out there. I mean, because, I mean, it, it works. I'm not saying that that don't work. Believe me, it does. And like you're talking about the mineral and the streams and all that, I understand all that. But if you're ever in a situation anywhere where you can't get to any of that. Absolutely. And believe me, it works. And uh, you I just take your, you, you take your three fingers and the other and just take a glass of water. Get two of them just to make sure and set one aside away from it and take one and just run your fingers in a circling motion around each side of it. And, Amen. And, just, and, and in your mind's eye, you just say, bless and sanctify. Bless and Absolutely. sanctify and, and purify. And do that Jim, for, I, and you will Jim, that, absolutely. That, that, that's, that's absolutely right. I mean, that's exactly the way I feel and the, exactly what I believe, Jim. And and I guess uh, for those that don't understand and don't see that, I, you know, I, I, I promote, you know, mineralized water. But ultimately, that is what I believe. That is what I believe, and, and, and you know, so... Well, the, yeah, yeah, the, scripture tells us, the scripture tells us to prove me here with, saith the Abba. And, you know, he says, test me, try me. And the reason he wants us to test and try it, because by us doing that, we see that, it is, that he is faithful and true, that it is absolute, and it does work. Hypothetically, you're out in the desert... And there's some a pond there that's got some contaminated water, and right. that's a a water call it between you having the water to drink to stay alive, and uh, you know, or have contaminated water. You know what I'm saying? Sure. When you can do when you can do that, and you, I'm just saying. I mean, if you get a chance at home when nobody's around, or even if your wife or children are just just try it. I, a friend of mine saw me doing that one day. He told me, Jim, what the heck are you doing? I said, well, um, I'm blessing and sanctifying the water. I'm clearing all the impurities out of it. He said, what do you mean? How can you do that? I said, well, with God, all things are possible. Amen. And, Amen. And, and I, I did that. And like I did to the other gentleman, 
and he he drank it. He says, you know, from now on, I'm going to do this all the time, no matter where I go. I said, you know brother, what? It reminds- go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, I just don't want to forget because you're stirring me up because of Gary. Jim, do you remember him talking about that experiment? It was a big experiment, the water experiment. It was an Asian gentleman, I think. But anyway, I wish I could remember more. But remember, they did this to prove because he said the same thing. He did it with plants and he did it with water, I think. But anyway, remember oh, yeah. some of the water some of the water he would curse and talk ugly to and be mean around. The other water he would um you know, he would bless and he would say affirmations and like I am and okay, and then yeah. when they put it under the microscope, oh my gosh, the one that he had blessed, it was so beautiful. It would have like almost snowflake looking pattern, gorgeous. The other was awful. Like you're he would about, he would like, free he would freeze the drop of water drops of water. And he would take actually uh, glasses of water and he would write on on a piece of paper and stick it stick it to the glass and it would say yeah, love or happiness and joy and one he would say I hate you and that water became stagnant and gross yeah it really does work it's whatever vibration you put on it you think about what they're doing to people because he just said, Maddie just said, the percentage we are of water, 70-something percent. Okay, if you're talking those hateful words to each other, look at the water in us while we're sick, too. That's how come, that's how come lack of medicine. That's how come compliments are good medicine. That's how come telling you're going to make it, it's going to be okay. That's how come even just calling and saying, take some vitamin D3. It may be a placebo even, but it doesn't matter. It gives them hope, and they know you cared about them. I called and I said, I want to buy some trust. I, look, I love you guys. Take this, you know, it's, it's, it's to love the intent you put into that water, Jim. It's the intent of even taking these things that are really just props, you know. But it's till you get your mind and your, we're vibrant beings and we need our frequency raised, y'all. You just raised my frequency tonight. My frequency is raised just by talking to you guys. Yeah. It's like, I want to get out and get the box. And look, here's another thing God did for me. He knows I'm not drinking enough water. So, Allah, here comes, I'm asking, I ask. Okay, here comes Maddie. Donna, water. I goes, you're right. You're right. I get busy. Medicine man gets busy with everybody else, and I don't drink my water before I go to bed. All right, and look, then the box makes me drink water like crazy. Steve doesn't have to. He's like a snake. He loves heat. I like cold. We're getting I like cold, so I'm in there going, oh, my God, get me some water. I sit there with ice water, and the only way I make it in there 45 minutes at 120-something degrees, I drink that water. Okay, God's going, I love you enough that I'm just going scare the pants off of you, make you get your bulbs and your and your hot box ready, and you're going to have to drink water, aren't you, little girl? And I'm going to get Maddie to tell you, and you're going to say, Oop. <laughs> and then I'm going to make you take your earth. Look, i got the healthiest counter in all of Louisiana. I've got more potions and lotions and gadgets, but guess what? I love to give them out. Guess what? I very rarely take stuff like I should because I'm running my little nurse ratchet deal going, Mama, take this. Steve, take this. Drink this. And then sometimes I go, oh, I'm tired. I'll just take that in the morning. Uh-huh, God's got my number. But he's got you guys going, reminding me how I felt when I did those things. And I promised him when I got in this house and had more room to breathe, I said, Father, I'm going to get back. And, y'all, you reminded me of good times. You made me think of this picture I had, too. Y'all, listen, not a picture like on the wall, a picture. It, you bought it, and it was called the, uh, oh, gosh, the five-something, mag, mag fires. I don't know. 
I, I buy all this stuff. But I used to love that thing. I burn it up, though. I think Gary had one of those because it's cheaper. It's like a vortex machine. It looks like a blender. <laughs> it has a magnet in there. It has a basket with prill beads, if you know what those are, and a lot of mm-hmm. magnesium. Okay, and it had a left-hand spin, and you put your water in there, and you get it ready, and it spins it, and it puts all the magnesium and stuff in there for you, and it turns it to left-hand. And I used to drink that. I used to have a little thing that was a hydrogen water maker. Y'all, it was on my counter. I just yep. got, life got in the way. And, and so everybody's looking at how bad the corona is, but I'm going, he was so smart. He's not, he's not really so much mad at us. He's trying to give us a chance to correct ourselves. He's saying, y'all are grieving me. Yeah, I'm, I'm aggravated the way you're doing and running and, and materialistic and mean to each other. Yeah, but I'm more aggrieved and I'm more doing this like a like you're going to snatch a child out of the street to keep them from getting run over. I think people are now at home having to pay attention to their children for the first time. They're not having to babysit them on the iPads and all that. In other words, they're having to go home with them. I well, think we're this is, there's terrible, terrible things we're, that come out. It's a good thing. Good thing. Yeah. We're, we're, we are living uh, vortex machines. We are what you would call a rodent coil. You know, like the donut, oh, yeah. the energy that, that goes, you know, goes up and around, down through the hole and back out, up, down and around. And oh, believe yeah. me, that that mag, uh, electromagnetic wave from that there rodent coil, so to speak. I mean, it, I, it's, it's so powerful and it, it goes out. You know, I actually... And they can pick uh, it, Go yeah, ahead. Just to, to speak on the Roden coil, um, Marco Roden uh, was the guy that um, uh, actually yep. figured that out. And I actually uh, was on an email um, with him um, years ago. Um, and just to, to verify what you're saying, like uh, we sent email. He sent me a lot of stuff. Um, um, he, he lives in Hawaii. And I actually he emailed me back. Uh, in 15 minutes, I sent him uh, some stuff, and uh, he emailed me back. And so Marco Roden, which is what they, they named the, rock, the Roden Coil after, yeah. um, um, you know, I actually had contact with him. And, uh, and I will verify what you're saying is, like, that's exactly it, that, that the toroidal mm-hmm. field, you know, which is God. I mean, God is oh, yes, talked about it being the God particle. And, and God, is, he works in the toroidal field, and everything has life because of the toroidal field. And uh, so, anyway, I just want to throw that out there and say that, you know, that that's absolutely right. Amen. And, uh, you know, and he's over there with uh, Nissan Harriman, too. I mean, a lot of people, yeah. you know, Nissan Harriman, I mean, he should, they should give him the Nobel Prize of what, uh, you know, Yava has given him. And if you really listen to what he's saying, we are the event horizon Absolutely. of everything, everything out here. Out of er- all the universe, we are the event horizon. And he even did a, the scale of where we are, mankind is compared to the planets and the stars and, you know, everything else. We're right there in the center of all that is and like he said you know he said when i looked at that he said I, 
He said, I flabbergasted myself. He says, I come to see and all the calculations prove it from here to there, no matter which way you yeah. look at it. We are yep. the event horizon of everything that is out there. Amen. Amen. God made God made man and God saw himself as man. And it says God is well, not a man that he should lie, but his concept of what he would you know what I'm saying? Yes. The toroidal field is Jesus Christ. It's, it's the toroidal field is really the image of let us create man in our image and the toroidal field is that image um and in my opinion in my opinion it is um the toroidal field is what life is what creates life and it's what's holding the planets in uh, or it's what's holding everything in existence when it says the world is held up by the word of his power i think the word mm -hmm. of his power Christ and and that Christ is the toroidal field and uh, because the word came out of the creator's mouth and there had to be some kind of frequency some kind of something that get, that held everything in place and I think that is the toroidal hey, field I, do, I just believe hey, that that's good. damn that'll make you shout right there honey yeah right up. honey I about yeah. want to jump up that's awesome Right. That's the that, look. Yeah. That's the that's the culmination between the male and the female. Look, the male and the female part of God came together. So you have the subconscious mind, which is female. You have the thought of the of the fire of the of the male uh, part of God. And when that male and female part came together, and the seed was planted in the female, what came out of it? It was the Christ, and the Christ is the Torah field. That is the. Oh, I, I understand. But I mean, if you go way back, I mean, way, I mean, back into the ancient texts, and I mean, uh, I know you, you go back to the where the Sumerian clay tablets are, but if you even go back yes. thousands of years before that, uh, if the truth be known, God is feminine. What I mean by feminine, I'm talking about the feminine aspect of energy. It's not a masculine energy, it's a feminine energy. And if you take yod hey vav hey, uh, in, you know, in the Hebrew and stuff like that, it means the, the, the father, mother, God. Or you could say God is a, a, a homorphodite. Absolutely. That's what I'm saying. He's both like male that. and female. Yes. Androgynous. <laughs> The thought, okay, so like, and, 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 and to bring it back to, okay, so the thought or the fire uh, is, you know, the male and the, um, the subconscious, or so the, the conscious, uh, so the subconscious mind, which is nothing and everything, which is the female. So you have the womb, uh, which is the, where the thought is impregnated. So the thought goes in and impregnates the subconscious mind and that out of that comes life right so the yes. female is everything the female is the nothing the female is the the, the mother of all life yes sir yeah all possibilities all possibilities yes sir so the, but the male aspect had to hover over the female i mean it had to impregnate the female 
in order for the son to exist. And so the son being born out of the male and female is the Christ, which is the toroidal field, which enables all life to exist. And that's the yes. only way it exists. It's because of the field, which is the, the, it's the birth, it's the birth of the male and female uh, of God coming into, dude, that, that, that blows my mind. It's like, that, is the Christ. The Christ is the Torah field. It's allowing Amen. everything to exist and be brought into life. And it says, by and through the Son, all things were made that were made. Everything yeah, and, exists and, by and through the Son. And through that, it, it, yeah, and it causes, that Torah causes that movement, which, you know, through the movement and everything like that, you 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 you're able to create and bring into manifestation, you know, into yes. the material. We call it the physical aspect or the material aspect, you know, because everything is right. light and spirit. But you know, like they say, the highest form of spirit. Uh, or let me let me back up. Uh, the lowest form of spirit is the physical, and the. Uh, the highest form of the physical is the spirit. I mean, you know what I'm saying? It takes both. You slow it down, it, it causes a physical manifestation. You speed it up, you can't see it. It's in, it's in the absolute realm of all that is. That's great. That's great, Jim. That's great. That, that just blessed me. You just blessed me because it's like, you know, we talk about the higher frequencies, you know, being the God mind, you know, we're marching to mm -hmm. Zion, right? We're marching to Zion, yep. the beautiful, beautiful place of Zion. And Zion is the Zeta brainwave. Yes, it is. The mind of God, right? I mean, Amen. Come on. I mean Amen. you know, and so, so, I mean, I look at it now differently. It's like, dude, Christ is the toroidal field that creates everything and brings and allows everything to come into existence. And so, I mean, yeah, man. I mean, of course I'm going to go to that. I mean, yes, but, you know, God, it, you know, beyond, be, before Christ was God, the creator, the creative mind that thought all of this out before he spoke, before the, the sexual transmission. Because you cannot have a baby without sex, right? You cannot have anything, cannot be born without the male and the female. You have to have the male and the female. So God, in the beginning, he he understood that it was like you have to have the male thought and the emotion together as one. When you when you bring those two together, you create the sun. You create the Christ. And it's like, it's like so simple now. It's like that's how it works, you know. So anyway, oh, yes, sir. And, I, and uh, you know, even the scriptures tell us, you know, that he, you know. Um, um, how can I put it? He he made his nature a little lower than his lower word. than the angels. Yeah. Well, it says the angels there, but he he also says he he uh, his word is absolute and it never changes. You know, from the beginning, Alpha and the Omega, it never changes. It is. You know, ministers tell you, oh, well, that ain't what God means by it now. That was back then. God said his word is absolute, and it will never change. 
you know, it don't, he didn't say it meant something in the beginning and it means something different in the end. It don't. He no, says, I am, the, I am the same and, you know, it will never change. But uh, he said he, he made himself a little lower than angels. You said that, but he also said that he, uh, he, he made it, it um, uh, I, I want to say it correctly, but what he was in a roundabout way, what I'm trying to say, he said his nature was made a little lower than his, his word. You know what I'm saying? Because his yeah. word is absolute. But when his nature which we're, we're, we're to have the nature of God. And then people say, well, well we're, we're Christians. I said, I'm not, say, I'm not a Christian. I ain't saying that because I don't believe that. A Christian, I'm not a Catholic. And, uh, and uh, Constantine coined the word Christian right. so that he, so that he, no, he really did in 325. He did. It's today is his day. I mean, today is Constantine's day. I mean, it's Easter. I mean, yeah. they freaking, yeah. you know. Everybody celebrating well, Easter today. Yeah, he wanted to kill the Gnostics. And people say, well, the Gnostics, they were the knowers. You know, when they, if you look, take that word to wit in a document, to wit means to know. And they, they, that word to wit is where they got the word witch from. They were, the witches yeah. were the knowers. They were the knowers. They were they the were knowers. The they were the true believers. That's why they burned them at stake. That's why they burned them at stake. And then they, yes, sir. And then they tried to gather a bunch of them together and, you know, so they could torture them before they actually killed them. When they knew what was going to take place, they ran down and jumped in the fire themselves. And it, it ticked off the Pope and all those that were around about because they couldn't torture them. See, I mean, if people, you know, the scripture tells us, study to show yourself approved. A workman rightly grouping together the word of good. A little here, a little there, everywhere the word. It's not just in the Old Testament, not just in the New Testament. It's in every so-called religion out there. They're all saying the same thing. They're all saying the same thing, but they're coming from their perspective and their culture. And you can well, find you know, one, in, you know one thing, Jim? One thing I, I found as a kid when I was like, wait a minute, when I said, um, Jesus is the way and blah, blah, blah. And I said, all, you know, it, uh, it's going to go out in all the world. The truth is going to go out in all the world before, you know, the, the, the wrath comes or whatever. I, I, I got to thinking about that. I was like, wait a minute. Hold on a second. Like, we know Jesus in this culture, and the culture over in, you know, another culture, they don't understand this. They don't understand, no. they don't understand you know, it that way. They understand it differently. And so I really had to ask myself, you know, wait, what, what kind of concoctions are you making in your mind about, you know, this Jesus is going to go, you know, Jesus, we've got to spread Jesus through the whole world. The whole world needs to know about Jesus, and, and everything's not going to be done until everybody knows about Jesus. It's like, now I understand it's like, this is preposterous. This is ridiculous. You know, the spirit is yeah. the thing that goes out into the whole world. 
The Spirit is the one that brings people to the knowledge of God. And it doesn't matter the name. It matters, uh, uh, you know, because, I, I mean, I was totally into all the Christianity stuff until the Spirit absolutely, you know, like Paul, knocked me off my horse and said, oh, wait a minute, everything you know is wrong. And you need to yes. shut up. You need to sit down and be still. And I don't even tell you, gird up thy loins, basically is what he said. Gird up thy loins. Now I'm about to show you who I am. And uh, so, you know, I trust that that same spirit that told me what he told me, um, that spirit exists in all the world and is going to go out and, and, and preach to, to all nations and all tongues. So, you know, I, I realized that real quick. Um, that, you know, I, what I think I know is nothing, you know, <laughs> so. Oh, um, yeah. You know how they use Job and stuff like that in the scriptures? They go through the scenario of Job and the devil, what the devil did to Job and all this and that. Oh, yeah. But, you know, yeah, yeah. It's ridiculous. They don't, yeah, they don't realize if they go from the, uh, you know, if they keep reading and they get to the 36 or and into the 38th chapters, they're going to find out why Job lost his children and why he lost his friends and all this and that and why his wife told him to curse God and die, you know. Because mm-hmm. what, Job, what Job was actually telling the people around about him and his friends was, what does it profit me to serve God? And it tells you plain as day in there. That's why those things come on him. It wasn't some fictitious devil jumping in and out of him and doing all that to him. It was his own stinking thinking and the words that he was speaking. Yeah. You know, yeah. He, tell, he, he tells us, hold not up the unclean thing. And our mind, we have the mind of God in us. Okay. And every idle word we speak, we have to give an account for. Why? Because that's the mind of the eternal creator. He says, I create good and I create evil. We speak out the blessing or we speak out the cursing. And he said, he says, I would that it should not be that way. You should not, you know, out of the same well or the same mouth, you know, should not come, you know, good and bitter water. And he tells you in the Romans, you know, the tongue is an unruly member that sets on fire or destruction the very course of nature. You know, I mean, the, the, the answers are all there, but if we can yeah. get rid of that garbage that the ministers, the ministers are going to send people uh, to, in, in a way where they're going to lose out. What I mean by lose out, they're going to go through all manner of things and even in the one they're calling Jesus way back then, remember the, the Sanhedrin priesthood and the scribes and the Pharisees, those were the ministers back in his day. Mm-hmm. He, he tells them on the they're outside. Yeah. Yeah. He tells them they're den of vipers. They're wicked. He, but at the same time, he's telling them on the outside, you're all clean and washed and pious, looking good like most ministers do, like they're somebody. He says, he said, but on the inside, they're full of dead men's bones. Isn't that the way a lot of them are now? 
They're not yeah. teaching oh, the truth. You know what I saw today? You know what I saw today, Jim? I saw um, everybody um, uh, today, they dressed up for Easter anyway. They, they all put their suits on. They put their dresses, you know, they, they clothe themselves in, um, mm-hmm. you know, in their Easter finest. And, and, and they're now, you know, you know posting on, on, uh, on social media, obviously, because they're distance, distancing themselves. But yeah. I, I thought, what, what the heck, man? I mean, you're going to put all your suits and you're going to dress yourself up anyway. When nobody gives a crap, I mean, you know, and then you're going yeah. to portray yourself online and and show yourself as being clean, you know. When when first yeah. of all, uh, the Gregorian uh, Passover, you've already missed it, man. It's not even it's oh. not even on that day, you know. And, no. and I just I'm like, wow, this is crazy. Like people go this length to show themselves as, as being pure and being righteous, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I he he that, tells yeah. them on the on the outside they're all clean and washed, but on the inside they're full of dead men's bones. And he says they stand in the gate, the gate of truth, supposedly of wisdom, truth, and understanding and knowledge. It says they don't go in, and they don't suffer no one else to go in either. I mean, it's right there yeah. in the four gospels. And people sit there and say, that isn't what that means. Well, I guess God was silly then. Or Jesus was, uh, you know, speaking the wrong thing because it didn't agree with what your preacher's telling you it means. Well, it's amazing, what, uh, it's, it's amazing what Jesus taught and what the preachers teach today. It's not. <laughs> it's just no, not. sir. It's just not. And, you know, Jesus, I mean, if you look at the words of Jesus, He's preaching completely opposite of everything that everybody like idolizes today, and and yes. it baffles my mind. Even though I was there at one point, I, I I had you know I believed the same you know stuff, and so I I have experience and I understand how people can come to that conclusion. Yeah, I but, was a chief you know, too. Yeah, I understand too, brother. Yeah, where I'm you're a chief coming. of sinners, you know, for yeah. sure. But uh, Anyway, um, I'm gonna have to get off of here. I'm I'm uh I'm at a friend's house and uh, I'm I'm gonna have to uh, uh, cut it cut it off. But man, this has been amazing, Jim. Amazing. Well, call. thank you, brother. You, you blessed our soul. You and Michael oh. and the others, like Donna and I wish oh, Gil yeah, would have come. I was looking Thanks. forward to him because I was by Gil also and uh, oh, and Gil Gary. Uh, you know, y'all, man, this is what this call, while we started this call, to everybody come together and, you know, share these wonderful and great things, because that's what helps us grow and become stronger, and uh, I mean, it's a great and wonderful thing. Well, before you get off, uh, I'm going to ask the Yava to bless each and every one of y'all, and thank y'all for coming. May he bless you, prosper you, keep you in perfect divine health, you and your families, and bless you each and every day and each and every way as you go all the way doing the things that you desire to do that are good, good, and very good. And, you know, with that, you know, I'm, I'm going to end the call, and I want to thank each and every one of you. Y'all blessed this call and blessed me immensely. I know that. And thank you so much. Happy Easter, everyone.
when I say Happy Easter, yeah. that's uh, it's Easter to most people, but it's you know. Let's just but, say, uh, Pasha, uh, we could say um, Resurrection Day. Happy Resurrection. Well, yeah, we can do that. I try not to esteem one day above another. Every every day is under the Lord. But blessings to each and every one of y'all. Amen. Amen. Good night, everyone. I hope to see y'all next week and enjoy it all over again. (laughs) Good night. Thank you. Good night. Good night. Good night. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.